The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag from Kiev as we bring you Australia's only Eurovision podcast, Eurovision, direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Hobart. Now, here's your host, Ben Navotova. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eurovision. That's right, remember us? We were a thing in 2015, much like a lot of these singers probably weren't. But now it's 2017, so they're a thing, and we're a thing again. After a year off, we've decided to return to your speakers for a special series of three episodes to cover the 2017 Eurovision Song Contest. We we tagged ourselves back in 2015 as the only podcast in Australia covering the Eurovision Song Contest. To be honest with you, I haven't checked to see if any others have emerged from the woodwork since we were on air, so I'm just going to say it again. The only podcast in Australia covering the Eurovision Song Contest. It's an exciting time to be a Eurovision fan because it is Eurovision week. We're at that week of the year where everybody gets excited. They dress up in trashy European costumes. They can say shit about all these European countries and you can get away with it because it's Eurovision and it's awesome. Uh, I'm Ben, if you didn't already know that, and I'm so thrilled that we can welcome back at least one quarter of the rest of us who were here two years ago to complete this uh, dynamic duo. Uh, I do, of course, speak of Mr. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Eurovision. Thank you. It's so good to be back. Um, Eurovision, wow. We missed a year and it's already come back around again. Um, best week of the year in my book. I'm excited to talk about the songs from this year. I have to say, you sound so happy when you talk. It's like we, we obviously had you, you know, you're part of off the podium, talk in the Olympics. We love the Olympics, but I don't think your voice was ever that excited when we talked about the Olympics in Rio last year. So you, you were really sad last year that we decided to take a year off, I'm guessing. Oh, absolutely devastated. I mean, a good year, too, uh, in comparison to this. Um, we'll get to it a bit later, but the last year with Julia and Sam, oh. there's one song. Um, but, I mean, we're back, and that's the main thing. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And uh, for the third year... Uh, in a row Australia is of course involved in Eurovision we're going to talk about that we're going to use this episode to sort of just I guess preview 2017 we're going to go each over each of the songs in this episode and kind of give our take on it we'll give our predictions to who we think will make it through the semis into the final and uh, everything else in between we're also in just a moment going to take a really quick look at last year's because obviously we didn't do any episodes so we'll just do a quick review and um, of course a few uh, changes when it comes to the Australian broadcast of Eurovision 
television when it's uh, yeah different hosts and uh, judges and all that sort of stuff that we will we will discuss. But uh, just just quickly, 2016 Eurovision. Um, again, we weren't here last year to cover it, so we're not going to go through all the details. But of course, at the end of the day, the reason why we're in Ukraine is because. Ukraine won it. Uh, the song 1944 with, is it Jamala? Am I saying that correctly, Jared? I, I think that's right. Yeah, I believe so. Well, I hope so. Again, if you've never listened to anything that I've ever hosted in your, my life, you clearly have not known that I mispronounce everything. So, uh, yes, Ukraine won it. And uh, I guess the big story for us, Jared, is that, yeah, Australia nearly won it last year. <laughs> we, I mean, we won, what was it, the, did we win the popular vote or did we win the judges vote? We won one of them, didn't we? Yeah, we won the, um, the jury vote uh, and under the old rules before they changed them last year, we would have won the whole thing. So um, still a little bit salty about that. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that we, I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, look, again, I think we will touch on opinions throughout this again about, you know, Australians, Australia being in Eurovision, it's kind of, again, it's still a talking point every year. Uh, the UK still can't get over the fact that we can just beat them in something else as well. But, um, yeah, that close to winning it. But just just the song in general, 1944, I said to you off air, and I'm going to stand by this fact, I can't even remember the song that won last year. That's how memorable this song was. And I don't even remember if... Was this even a favourite going in? I kind of feel like this was one of these songs that nobody really was paying that much attention to. Or was I kind of just not paying attention to this song and I'm still not? Because, again, I don't remember it. Yeah, I think it might have been up there, kind of top five in in the betting odds. But I think from memory, kind of, Russia was the clear... Uh, favorite heading into it um and this kind of just swooped in from nowhere really and i mean it's basically it was about sort of war and pretty heavy subject matter and uh you know part of the language was in crimean which you know essentially kind of politically you know controversial I and mean, we're going to touch on that even with this year's eurovision there's still stuff tied with this and yeah russia uh i i russia was robbed i i'm saying it right now sergey lazarev uh, you are the only one. It is a song to this day I still have on my uh, just my list of songs. I just randomly will, you know, go through, as you do, you're in the mood for certain songs. I don't think I've removed it from that list since Eurovision last year. I love that song. It is a great song. And I don't know how that won it. Like, look, you know, it's all well and good to say about Dami Im and Sound of Silence. It was, you know, yeah, great. Australia nearly won it. But I even say, I think, you know, Russia, Russia was robbed, Jared. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, I mean... Look, they copied Mans and, and they took that um, interacting with the screen behind them to the next level uh, with all those gymnastics and flipping upside down and, and walking up the steps, um, putting body on the line. And I think, yeah, a little bit, a little bit political uh, behind the loss and um, probably we should be in Moscow at the moment. Um, preparing for Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I mean, just quickly, Dami Im, I mean, look, you know, great job. We got second. Fantastic. Uh, again, should we be there or not? Who knows? But, uh, I mean, it, to be honest, that song, when I first heard it last year, Sound of Silence, didn't like it. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a bit lame. But it was just one of these ones that really grew on me. I mean, it wasn't like Guy Sebastian the year before. I think straight away I liked that song. But, like, this one was kind of, oh, that's shit. But then when I, you know, see her performing it live and kind of hearing it, like, you kind of just couldn't not like it, just the way she performed it. So, commendable effort there by Dami. And, um, again, maybe we can keep saying that we were robbed because, as you said, if we this was a year earlier, we would have won. Yeah, exactly. I think... Um 
looking back on it, maybe she needed to get off that cube a little bit <laughs> earlier in the song. Um, but um, in hi- hindsight, it's 2020, so um, hopefully this year there's no sitting on cubes for um, two minutes or a three-minute song. <laughs> Keep away from the cubes, Isaiah. We'll get to you in a minute. Uh, before we, we talk a little bit about um, sort of the changes here for Australia, uh, we're going to play, like, very brief snippets of the songs for you throughout this episode. So I guess in order to understand why the hell we are here in the Ukraine in 2017. Let's uh, hear a very uh, quick little snippet of 1944 by Jamala, the the song that won Eurovision 2016. Yeah, I still don't remember it, even listening to it, so... <laughs> it's t- um, don't know. It's it's interesting though, because like I mean, I guess if you if you show me a list right now of all the songs that win Euro have won Eurovision in the last ten years, I'm generally going to look at a song. Like, oh yeah, I remember that one. Oh yeah, I remember that one. But yeah, this one I reckon in five years' time, I'm always going to struggle to remember it. But uh, we'll we'll move in then, basically now to uh, looking at changes, I guess, in terms of SBS's coverage because uh, if you're listening to us from outside of australia sbs is our broadcast for the eurovision song contest have been basically since the day eurovision became a thing and uh look we generally wouldn't really touch too much on this because it's generally not something you think like well why the hell are you talking about this but look tragic news in australia when it comes to coverage of eurovision we we had the the greatest two hosts of eurovision in the world uh sorry graham norton but this is exactly true julia zamiro sam pang were amazing they were our commentators they would head over there each year they would just cover it beautifully i mean julia zamiro is just a woman i want to marry she is amazing i don't care if she's part french i can overlook that because she is amazing and Sam Pang, look, I would marry him too. I'm just going to go out there and say it. He's a Carlton supporter. He's a beautiful man. He's funny. What more could you want? They've stepped down, Jared. I remember the news. I, I, it was one of those, where were you on the day when you heard the news? And I was at my computer. I saw it pop up on my Facebook. I nearly cried. I was so sad. Um, before we talk about our very uninspiring new hosts, where were you the day you found out that Julia and Sam were no longer part of Eurovision? Um... To be honest, I think I've blocked the experience out of my mind because it was so traumatic. Um, I think the big surprise was there was no kind of um, there was no like idea that this was coming. There was no kind of at the end of of last year talking about how it might be their last year or doing something extra special. There was this was a complete blindside. Um, and I think at the time that it happened, it was just disbelief, like, this can't be real. And losing both of them oh. uh, at the same time was, was, I mean, a double whammy. I know. And, like, has it ever been explained properly since as, as to why they, they have? Because I kind of feel it's one of these things. It's like we never really got a full explanation about this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what excuse they made, but it didn't sound true. Um, so I'm just going to blame SBS uh, budget cuts. Couldn't afford the talent. Well, I think that's exactly true, because let's be honest, no disrespect to SBS, but this year is the year of the who for Australia when it comes to SBS, because our new hosts are uh, Miff Warhurst, and uh, who the hell is this other guy? I've already asked you this before, and I've forgotten his name. Help me out here, Jared. (laughs) Joel... Creasy? Joel, yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> he, 
exactly as I say, the year of who? Um, I mean, look, we all know Miff. Miff, of course, is Triple J personality in Australia, you know, long been associated with Spicks and Specs over on the ABC. And look, I, I mean, she's kind of one of these people that I don't really have an opinion on. I don't dislike her. I don't love her. She's all right. Um, I mean, I've just, I guess she's probably just one of these people I've never really took, taken the time to really think about her. So, um, it's, I don't know. Is What's your take on Miff? Let's start with Miff first. So, well, it's a great name. Let's, I just like saying a name, Miff. It's a, it's a great name, Miff. <laughs> I think similar to you, I'm kind of uh, indifferent in that I, I don't really have any strong feelings towards her. I'm a little bit annoyed that we didn't... Um, why was there no Spicks and Specs team here? Yeah. Like, that, there was the opportunity to kind of reunite the host. We could have had Miff and Alan. Yes. Or get on Adam Hill, which would have been even better. Well, that's um, true. But they've just, they've split up that duo. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Is she going to be any good without people who she normally, like, plays off with a humour? I don't know. Yeah, look, I've seen bits of her, like, what is it, the... Um double j that she's kind of the the main voice behind and seen bits in there and sort of abc just her solo stuff and she's okay again she's like she's not i don't know like in this situation because you know what made julia so good is she's just so likable and she's funny and she just she always seems like she's drunk because she's always in like talking about how Mm -hmm. sexy all the singers are and just like it's just hilarious just the way she goes about things and she's so natural at the way she does it and like look I, I don't want to say anything bad about Miff because, again, I just nothing her and, like, she could be better than Julia, which, let's be honest, is not going to happen because no one is better than Julia. But, like, she could be the, the star of this. Who knows? And then it's kind of you look at Joel Creasy, um, who, look, he's one of these sort of comedian people who, I mean, just looking here, he's, like, you know, been on all of these. He's just one of those bit players on all those shows, like The Project and Studio 10, 20 to 1. Like, okay, great. Um, and as you kind of said to me off air, he was also on uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here um, back in 2015. So clearly um, he's one of these people who assumes he's a, uh, a celebrity. But um, look, let's be honest. If you, Again, if you're listening to this outside of Australia, most Australians would have no idea who the, clue this, who the hell this guy is. Exactly. And it's, I mean, I mean look, Sam Pang, I guess... I don't want to say he was kind of like that because he 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 wasn't he wasn't. I feel like Sam Pang is kind of there and thereabouts, but Sam Pang's funny. <laughs> like Sam Pang's great. Like I mean, I've I've sort of seen Sam Pang a lot, and I guess maybe just bias from myself because I knew who Sam Pang through to other things. But yeah, it's I don't know. Again, he could be good. He could not be. I mean, I, I love here just reading his Wikipedia page. His personal life. Um, this this is very interesting. Creasy is the son of the Solo Man, seen in the 1985 advert, and both his parents were extras in Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. So, <laughs> how like that's a thing now? You can be famous because your parents were extras in a movie. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm sure Son to the Solo Man comes up often. <laughs> I mean, that's the type of thing you'd, you'd name drop every chance you got. Yes, yes uh, I am the son of the Solo Man. Uh, <laughs> but it, it says here, it was revealed on an episode... Like, his parents, like, his parents seem way more interesting than him. Uh, it was revealed on an episode of the Australian podcast, The Little Dum Dum Club also a tagline for everything that we've ever produced, uh, that Creasy's parents, Terry and Jenny, own several McDonald's restaurants in suburban Perth. 
So his parents are awesome. His parents own McDonald's. They were in Star Wars. His dad was the solo man. And now we're stuck with their son who has been on the project. And I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. So can we can we swap him for his parents? <laughs> yeah, I think sub him and Miff out and just get the parent combo yeah. going. <laughs> Remember me, everyone? I'm the solo man. And you can meet me at my local McDonald's store. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, good news for those who like continuity. Leeline Chin is uh, our spokesperson once again. She'll be reading the votes out. Good old Leeline, robbed of a gold logie last year, robbed of a gold logie nomination this year. Let's be honest. Um, but our judges, and again, continuing on the trend of who? Um, these are these are our, our jury, our judges for Australia. So we've got Lucy Durack who is a, a leading lady of stage, according to Alex, who sadly couldn't be here on our episode tonight. And we should also mention, hello, Noah. Noah's actually in Europe right now, but uh, he's just too busy. You know, we say on 007 he's being James Bond, you know, he's hanging out with beautiful women. in Lobbying the- for votes. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what Noah's been doing for the last 12 months, right? That's why we nearly won last year, with thanks to Noah. Um, but, yeah, so Lucy, Alex sort of mentioned that, yeah, she's uh, a stage performer. She's been Glinda and Wicked and... L Woods in uh, Legally Blonde. So um, I actually have a feeling, actually, this is going to kind of sound completely strange. I'm going to have to double-check this. I might have interviewed her. If, I, if this is the woman I'm thinking it is, I remember back when I was hosting my breakfast show, we had a couple of the cars from Wicked fly down and do an interview with us in studio, and that might be her. Uh, I'll have to come back and check that. Uh, Natasha Cupert, uh, one of the most highly regarded voice coaches in Sydney. Cool. Um, and she was a juror for Eurovision Kids in 2015. Oh, stepping up to the big league here now is old Natasha. Uh, Stephen Capaldo, a conductor and music educator working with symphony orchestras, wind orchestras, chamber ensembles. Uh, yeah, that sounds kind of boring. Uh, Jackie Loeb, um, who is a stand-up comedian while distinguishing herself as an actor, musician, and writer. Okay, stand-up comedians now can be on this. And Peter Haywood, who has uh, been working professionally in the entertainment industry for 15 years, formed as a music director. Uh, look, bring back Richard Wilkins. What happened to Richard Wilkins here, Jared? This is pathetic. I don't know. Who are these people? Oh, I don't know. I think Richard got kicked out after he put Golden Boy last on his oh, jury well, that's ballot, true. which yeah. clearly must have been a, a mistype, I think. Um, Yeah, this is terrible. I'm thinking of, like, your ideal Australian jury. Who would you pick and and like names that immediately spring to mind nikki webster oh, put her in yes um uh peter garrett yes. why is he not there um we need somebody somebody older um john farnham. noni hazelhurst from place we'll oh, put no, her on no, no, john farnham done noni hazelhurst oh, yes done. <laughs> you are on the ball you need to be on this um i mean look i would even take you one step further there jared and say that they could all be performers in Eurovision, rather than just on the jury. But, um, wow, you just got me really excited. That's next year's. That, like, Nikki Webster, Peter Garrett. Uh, there's a duet that Australia's longing for. Uh, <laughs> side note, did you, you happen to realise that Nikki Webster re-released Strawberry Kisses this year? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. She, she, she is definitely gearing up for next year, getting her name back out there. <laughs> Yes. Um, and on a side note, I have interviewed Lucy Durack. I've got a photo with Lucy Durack. Um, this is kind of incredible. Um, so, wow. She's a huge name. Clearly, I remember interviewing her. So, um, 
Maybe I'll uh, tag on a bit of that interview at some point on uh, our Eurovision coverage because she clearly made a mark on me, just like she's about to make a mark on Eurovision. Um, wow. Okay, so there you go. There you go, Australia. You've met our um, you've met our jury. Our, our what, what, what are they? Our are they our jury? Is that I'm calling the right thing? I've been away here for two years now, not doing this. I don't know who the what am I meant to call them anymore? It is the jury. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's them. So basically, they're voting the fifty percent of jury votes. Uh, that we vote the other half, and uh, yeah, you, um, you brought back that memory that Richard Wilkins did put Golden Boy last. You're a wanker, Richard Wilkins. Uh, I take back say what I said about you should have uh, been on this again. But all right, let's let's look at the song. So how we're going to do this is we are going to go through. Uh, well, first we'll touch on the the six in the final who are already there. Obviously, we have our big five and our host Ukraine, and then we'll quickly go over each of the semi-finalists. Now, Jared and I will give our predictions. We're basically uh, worked out who we think will make the finals, and then come Friday, we're looking at Friday to recap the semi-finals ahead of the final, where we will then put in our final finishing positions. We will see who gets the most correct in terms of our semi-final positions. Now, if we were a true professional podcast, we would have had our results from two years ago and we would have uh, remembered what we did. I know I haven't done that, Jared. I don't know if you remember how well you did two years ago, but uh, I certainly don't. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, no idea. I know that I won the whole thing, so, yeah. so holding on to holding on to that. Um, yeah, that's probably a good way of doing it. Uh, and of course, going through this as well, we'll also touch on sort of uh, the artists and also where they're going to sit. So you'll hear a tiny little clip of each of the songs along the way. We're not going to play the whole song because again, we don't want to be here for four hours. We're just gonna. We've got you know a bunch of songs here to go through. We've got like forty songs to get through here, people. So um, we will get through these as quickly and possibly as we can. Overall, though, before we get into this, Jared, I've got to say it, and I think you agree with me, looks like a pretty poor year in terms of the songs we've got for uh, Eurovision. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only positive of having a poor year is that um, hopefully the competition will be close because there's lots of duds, um, hmm. so uh, it's a bit hard to distinguish between them. So that that's the one positive to look for absolutely all right we're going to start right with the big guns because we're in uh, to the final already. so we don't have to predict if these guys are in the final or not they're already in the final and let's start off with uh, arguably the biggest favorite i think we've ever had in eurovision for a very long time let's go with italy uh the song is called and again i'm going to butcher these along the way so if you're italian and you're a fan of francesco gabini gabini again i'm butchering his name i'm going to butcher his song name the song he's at occidentali's karma and it's by Francesco Gabbani. Now, uh, before we get into this, let's hear just a tiny little snippet of this song. The really difficult thing in portraying that song, Jared, to our listeners is the fact that what's selling this is the fact that Francesco dances with a gorilla on stage. And let's be honest, that is very Eurovision. Um, but this song, it's, it's a runaway favourite. I'm looking here at the betting odds. If I go to sportsbet.com.au, uh, Italy is a $1.67 favourite. It is so far ahead of the nearest, which is... Uh, we won't even say who that is. We'll keep that a secret. But uh, then according to eurovisionworld.com, Italy as well is the runaway favourite on every single betting agencies. Again, this is... If you were going on uh, betting odds alone... 
Italy has won this, uh, hands down. What's your take on this song, Jared? Because uh, I'm going to say it right now. I think it's a bit overrated. Don't know if I'm like I'm a huge fan of it. The Gorilla, I think, makes the difference with this song. Yeah, the Gorilla is a little bit of a, a throwback to the Eurovision that's kind of gone missing a little bit uh, over the last couple of years, and, and it is nice to kind of see that quirkiness back. But I would agree with you. I like I listened to this and listened through all the songs, and then looked at the odds, and I was kind of shocked to see that that they were the favourites. Um, it just I don't know, there's lots of questions mm. about this song. It, it, yeah, we have a bit it's of a, a habit. I feel this is two years ago when we covered uh, Eurovision. Uh, I remember Italy was a favourite then too. You know, Ice Volvo uh, with Grande Amore ended up finishing third that year. So um, you know, maybe we're a bit of a jinx on the Italians. But this, I think, this is a lot further ahead. Uh, Italy hasn't won Eurovision since 1990, uh, and they've only won it another one time before, back in 1964. Now, just, just reading a little bit on our, our mate here, Francesco. Um, he has uh, been around for a little bit. He's He won the 2017... Oh, no, sorry, he's been nominated in the 2017 MTV Italian Music Awards uh, for Best Italian Male. Um, good for him. Um, you know, he's, a, he's an attractive guy. Uh, you know, he's obviously good friends with gorillas. Uh, I mean, do you have anything to add on Francesco himself? Um, not really, um, but I think we should keep an eye out for the, um, cheesy dance moves, because this is up there. This isn't the height of the cheese, but <laughs> it's, the cheese is very high. Yep, yep. And I just love the fact that every time this is advertised, it's, it's just advertised as a song with the dancing gorilla. So, um, yeah, you will remember this song purely for the gorilla alone. But, uh, look, we're, we're saying this right now. We're not putting our predictions whether we think this will win it or not. But, yeah, runaway favourite. If you're a betting person and you want to bet for the winner, this is the one where all the bookies' money's going on. So, And I, th- I feel it's been a while since we've had the favourite win. So, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. All right, let's move on to my favourite country in the world. Uh, let's go to France here, Jared. I'll get them over and done with. If you've listened to uh, Off the Podium, you'll definitely uh, understand my uh, slight distaste of the French. But anyway, I'm not here to be racist. Uh, this song is called Requiem. It's by Alma, and it's in both French and English, and you're going to hear a tiny little bit of that right now. Les étincelles deviennent des flammes, les petites filles deviennent des femmes. Ce que tu crois être l'amour, c'est un brasier et rien de plus. Nos déchirures, nos déchéances, on pense qu'elles ont de l'importance. Mais demain renaîtra le jour comme si nous n'avions pas vécu. Embrasse-moi, dis-moi que tu m'aimes. Fais-moi sourire au beau milieu d'un requiem. Uh, I've written three words on my notes here, Jared. I have written average, boring, and French. Um, so mm-hmm. I really don't think I can explain it any better than that. I, and I'm not just saying this because it's French. I don't like this song. I find this song average, boring, and French. What is your take on it? Um, well, I only wrote one word for this, and that was forgettable. <laughs> so it's going to win then based on last year, you know, the Ukraine one. But... <laughs> I mean, that's. I think that's a. That's a very. It's a. It's a good point because um, I really. Uh, there's really not much else to say about it, is there? Because it's kind of. It's this is this to me sums up Eurovision this year. The fact that we've got so many songs like this 
that so many of them blend together that you just don't know what kind of, like I said to you coming when we came on air here I said oh, I was just listening to a song and I didn't know who it was so I had to quickly look it up and it was the Georgian entry so I just kind of feel that yeah we're, we're definitely this sums up Eurovision this year oh exactly yep and yeah I don't really know what else to say I'm trying to read here anything interesting on Alma to talk about um she uh has released an album called Ma Pure Ami um her song requiem has made it to number 70 on the french charts i mean they don't even like it in france um, so uh in terms of the betting odds uh if i look at eurovisionworld.com uh it is i can't even see where it is uh, oh there it is 14th apparently according to that uh and if we go to sports bet odds um it's currently sitting at 51 dollars to uh to win so um not not one of your ones here that you would uh, put a lot of money on. And France in general, um, they have not won since the great Marie Miriam in 1977 and lost to El <laughs> Very French. Um, but look, the, the, the greatest song that has ever come from France to me in the last few years definitely still is Moustache by Twin Twin. I mean, that's just the greatest French thing ever. So um, that's my note to France. Bring back Twin Twin. Uh, I, I don't know if you're, you're a fan of Moustache at all. Oh, Moustache was great. Um, yeah, I just don't understand why you wouldn't put something memorable. And the most memorable thing about this song, which I found out today, is that technically it broke the rules and it was recorded before the deadline. Oh, um, but in Eurovision fashion, they've played favourites and said, oh, no, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. How French. Um, just, yeah. All right. Good on you, Alma. Anyway, move on. That's France. We got them over and done with. That was kind of nice of them in a way, wasn't I? I wasn't as mean as I was not off the podium. Uh, anyway, I might be a bit meaner to this next song because look, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Germany and Germany in general. I, I have nothing usually bad to say about them, except if we're talking about World War Two, probably. Uh, but... We're <laughs> definitely Ben. Don't say probably. That's not a good thing to say probably about. Uh, this song is called "Perfect Life." It's by Lavina. Um, and again, I have written here boring. Why question mark? Last place, not memorable. Um, now Germany finished last. They finished last at least in the last couple of years. They haven't had a very good run the Germans since they won it. Uh, what back in twenty ten? So. Um, yeah, this song again. They're almost going the British route. I feel the Germans just can't produce a good song recently. Yeah, the Germans, they're, they're phoning it in at this point in time. <laughs> why? Why? I mean, they're guaranteed a spot. Uh, you know, they're a part of the big five. I mean, what is it? Like, I mean, they won it the other year. It was a satellite. There was a laner or whatever her name was. That was a great mm. song. But, yeah, looking here, they finished last the last two years in a row. So, last year with uh, with Jamie Lee, Ghost, last 26 points. Uh, sorry, 11 points. And then, of course, 2015, when we covered it, Black Smoke, Arn Sophie didn't even get a single point. So, um, I'm calling it. Germany have won the trifecta of last places here, Jared. Oh, it's a possibility. I think there needs to be a big uh, shake-up in terms of the um, big five. I think if you don't finish in the top half of that final, then you you lose your spot as one of the big five countries. Um, give it to a country that, that wins a lot. Put Sweden in the top five. Oh, yeah. They always send something decent. And there needs to be a consequence for being in the in the big five and not doing well, because otherwise you can just send rubbish year in, year out. I, I agree with that. I mean, it always actually baffles me every year that Sweden isn't in that big five. We'll get to Sweden. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, that's, a, that's a good call. That is, that is a very good call. 
um, because, you know, the last time a big five member won was Germany back in 2010. But, you know, outside of that, it's been a while. So, um, yeah, this song in Germany only went to number 28. So nothing really special there. Uh, what can I tell you about Lavina? Um, her real name is Isabella Lavina Luen. Um, but she likes to be called Lavina. Um, and there's not a whole lot really to see here. She, I mean, she was on, they have a, a contest in Germany called Unser Song, which lets them go on there. She performed a cover of an Adele song in the early rounds and made it through. There's really not a whole lot to say. And I mean, she, she's pretty. I can tell you that she's 26. Good on her. Um, the odds for Germany uh, in terms of the betting. Well, apparently they're at 19th on EurovisionWorld.com. That's very generous. Um, and our sports bets odds put Germany at uh, somewhere. They're in the mix. $126 to win. So um, there you go. All right. Uh, anything more to say on Germany there, Jared? Or shall we move on? We should hear the song, actually. Hang on. Before you say anything, let's hear a clip of yes. it. There it is. Uh, anything else to add on that? <laughs> Nothing to add. So forgettable, I can't even play the damn song. All right. Thanks, Germany. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next member of the Big Five, Spain. Oh, my God. Talking about songs that I don't like. Um, yeah, no, this song is shit. Can I just... Let's hear it. Let's. I'm not even, I don't want to talk about it. Let's hear a bit of this. Do it for your lover. Do it for your lover, baby. Clap your hands and do it for your lover. Do it for your lover, do it for your lover, baby. Clap your hands and do it for your lover. Oh, do it for your lover, do it. Like, it's, oh, it's, I just, I, I want you to talk right now because I'm angry just hearing that song. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of songs I listened to that got the one word boring, which was actually worse than being bad because if it was a bad song, at least it got some notes more than the one word. And Spain was one of those countries that just got boring. Yeah. I, there was just nothing to add. There was nothing great about it. It wasn't even like it was terrible. It was just unforgettable and boring, and I was just ready for the next song to come on already. This, this guy just... I just want to punch this guy. He's just one of these, like, long-haired pretty boys that, you know, all the girls love just by looking at him without... Just listen to his music, but I'm sure the girls are like, Ah, oh, he's so sexy with his guitar, and he's Spanish. Just shut up, Manel. I'm sorry, but just shut up. I hate this song. I hate this song. And if I went based purely on hatred for a song I want to finish on last, it's this song. Um, this is my least favourite in this entire field. Uh, but, yeah, this I don't even want to keep talking about this song because I hate it. And I, this guy, again, I just want to... There's a few people this year I just want to punch in the face. And I'm not a violent person, so, um, really. Spain hasn't won it since 1969 uh, when they won back-to-back in 68 and 69. So... Been a long time coming for Spain, and I'm sorry to say it's going to be another bit of wait for you guys because, uh, yeah, they actually haven't even finished in the top two or three since 1995, so they're just kind of the obscure big five that just floats around the middle a little bit there. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, I think we've covered that. We don't have to go anymore about Spain. <laughs> Wow, we're, we're plugging through some of these big five ones pretty quickly. I like the fact that we're doing that. Uh, all right, speaking of shit, uh, the United Kingdom. 
<laughs> yeah, can we really go over this big five? Why are they the big five? Seriously. Uh, you know, we've got Italy, you're probably going to win it. France, which are like, meh. Germany and Spain are shit. The United Kingdom, we're about to talk to a shit, and then we'll get to the Ukraine. But what is it with the UK? Like, this is, you know, the country that is one of the most powerful countries in the world. They're, you know, one of the prominent countries in the world. But they always send shit to Eurovision. Like, do they... Is this just an English thing that they think they're going to be good, but then they're shit? Um... <laughs> And the thing is with this song is that this is actually getting pretty good odds of making a high finish. I don't know why. Uh, the song is called Never Give Up On You. It's by somebody called Lucy Jones. I say this every year to the UK. Send one direction, you will win. It's really... Ed Sheeran. Send Ed Sheeran. Everybody loves Ed Sheeran. Like, send him. You win. Simple. You could... Ed Sheeran could come out and sing Bar Bar Black Sheep, Have You Any Wool? And they would vote for him to win. So... There you go, Euro, uh, the UK. Um, but just on this song, in all seriousness, this song is shit. I've written another dud, boring, when does it actually pick up? I feel this is one of those songs, it's like you're waiting for it to really pick up. You're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and then three minutes is up, it's done. And then you're on to the next one. Just just rubbish. The UK, rubbish. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And in, even saying that, I do think that this is the best UK entry in years. <laughs> But that's just not saying much because it's the UK. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the odds have them so high. It's a known fact that the rest of Europe, when it comes to Eurovision, hates the UK. <laughs> they've got even more reason to hate them now that they left, they've left the EU. Um, yeah, I don't see it doing well at all. Well, again, I, I, I'm forgetting to play a bit, so let's hear a tiny little snippet of it. Uh, yeah, it's currently sitting at ninth on EurovisionWorld.com in terms of odds. Uh, Sportsbet have it at fifty-one dollars, uh, the same odds as France. Um, and this song, uh, she—I mean, she's Welsh. Uh, Lucy Jones, good for you, Lucy. Uh, she was on season six of the X Factor in the UK, and um, apparently. So the song was written by Laurie Martin, The Treatment, and Emile DeForest, of course, who won Eurovision back in 2013. This is co-written by a former Eurovision winner with only tit. Like, what the hell? It should be better than that. Um, and in the UK, to kind of go on how much they love this song, it's uh, only peaked at number 84 <laughs> in the UK. So I think you and I released a song back in 2015 that went higher than that, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, 83.999. Uh, holy crap. Uh, I just... And look, in all seriousness, though, the UK's, uh, as you said, everyone generally hates them when it comes to voting. Even Australia, who I'm assuming they think would vote for them, uh, they, in the last 10 or so years, have finished last at least three times. Since 2003, they've finished last three times. Uh, they got third in 2002. They won it, of course, in 97. So it's been 20 years since they last won it with Katrina and the Waves. Um, but wow, it's, it's just a very empty trophy cabinet. 
for the UK. Bring back Bonnie Tyler and Engelbert Humpendink. At least they were trying back then. Blue. Like, at least they put up people who people had heard of and kind of, you know, would think, hey, this might work. But, um, <laughs> oh, my God. The UK. Just just stop. Just stop it. Um, I hope, Lucy, you at least do okay and get a nice weekend in the Ukraine or something. Um, speaking of the Ukraine, uh, let's go on to their entry right now. They're going for Back to Back, and we have their song called Time by O Torvald. Now, I've written here, it's a bit rocky. It's got lots of rock sounds to it. It's a bit whiny. I've written, it's okay, and it sounds very Eurovision. Um, I mean, this is just, I think, an average one to me. It wasn't up nor down. I didn't hate it, didn't love it. Um, again, I think in your sort of unmemorable basket, um, yeah, I, I really feel that the Ukraine will not be winning back-to-back uh, back-to-back titles this year. Yeah, I always feel that after a country wins and, and they're putting in their next um, competitor, they do kind of pick somebody who's not that great, um, probably on purpose, just so that they don't have to host it twice and pay for it twice. <laughs> um I wrote that this was okay, um, and it will be nice at 5 a.m. to have a song that will wake you up um, after all of the ballads are putting you to sleep. Good good call, good call. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting sort of, I mean, look, Sweden generally are the only one I think are that consistent that they could host it every year, but we'll get to them. But, I mean, speaking similar to Sweden, I mean, they've got the same colours on their flag as Sweden. Uh, that's just some weird little correlation I put, and they've fairly been quite successful the ukrainians since 2003 uh you know when they first entered obviously ruslana with one of my very favorite eurovision songs of all time with wild dancers back in 2004 uh, a couple of seconds a third here and there and um yeah winning it last year so um they, they're they're fairly the average places are pretty high the ukrainians so um when they won it in 2004 so their next entry the following year uh, the great green jolly with Razam Nas Bahato, they finished nineteenth that year. So, um, you know, they're, they're hoping that they can uh, push it up there a little bit more. Uh, we, I should mention we are we're in Kiev, aren't we? That's where we are in the Ukraine, right? Um, yes, uh, in yep. terms of the bidding city, just make sure um, I'm getting the right part of the country. Um, uh, this song charted in Russia. Wow, uh, at 188. There you go. That's saying something. Um, and the O Torvald. Um, they've been around since 2005 and, uh, they've released this five albums by the looks of things. Um, and yeah, I, I, I won't even go and announcing some of their other songs cause they're all in Ukrainian and I can't read that. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll play a little bit of it. Did we play it? No, I don't think we did. Let's play a little bit of that right now. okay it's <laughs> it's it's there as jared said nice to wake up to uh just quickly before we get into the semis i should mention uh russia not competing they've sort of have they been disqualified did they withdraw what was the thing behind it It basically came down to the fact that their their singer uh she had gone to to crimea crimea or something like that and they hadn't they're not letting her in the country there's a bit of controversy around this so uh, julia samov salova uh, and they're no longer in it. So uh, I don't know if you know much more about this at all, Jared. I know you're, you're one to get on to the Russian news, I feel. or 
Um, not really. I think it was kind of. I think I, I didn't even know yet. Was she disqualified? Did they pull out? I think it was kind of a bit of both. That either way, she wasn't going to be able to compete. So I think it was kind of reading a, here. She was banned from entering the Ukraine. A mutual decision. Yeah, she was. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Reading here. This is very well prepared. You don't think in two years we would have done this better. Uh, Russia had originally planned to participate, but announced their withdrawal on 13th of April 2017 after their representative, Yulia Samolova, was banned from entering the Ukraine by virtue of travelling direct from Russia to Crimea. Uh, of course, the region that was annexed by Russia in 2014 to give a performance, which is illegal under Ukrainian law. There you go. Um... Wasn't that the plot of Footloose that, like, music was banned in a region? Like, so what, this is banned in Crimea or something like that? Um, you know, Kevin Bacon involved? Why not? Um, I, I want to just play a little bit of, of Julia, Julia's song, because uh, I actually didn't mind it. There's a night, there's a light, and in the darkest time a flame is burning, it shines so bright, deep in the night. I thought that was okay. I mean, Russia generally, Russia, for the, all the flack they get, because they're Russia, they generally produce pretty darn good songs. And again, robbed of winning it last year. So um, I, I kind of feel weird uttering these words, Jared. I feel sorry for Russia. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to do a little bit, um, just because, I don't know, it would just be nice to see kind of as many countries as possible compete. And I think every time Russia goes in, no matter the song, um, there is kind of that political tension there. Um, and if the song was performed by a different country, um, you might have to win. Even last year, if that song was performed by a different country, maybe that's the difference, mm. and it gets the win. Absolutely. Definitely agree with you there. And Because, I mean, we still we saw like them getting booed all the time, didn't we? They still get booed a lot. So, um, yeah, interesting. Mm. Just And also, before we get into the semi, so the, the order that I read those countries out, so that's sort of the order they'll be performing. Obviously, they don't have their set draw, except for the Ukraine. They'll be performing 22nd. So, they're right at the end there, though, Jared. So, that's obviously going to help their cause a little bit, I feel, in the final. Mm, definitely. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, so we'll go through the semi-finals here. Now these will be in order of their performances in each of their semi-finals. Uh, so this is the order that we are doing them. So we're going to start off with semi-final one, which uh, of course is Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, Jared. Am I getting that correct, or is it Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday morning for us. Tuesday night for Europe. Uh, potentially, we'll go with that. Uh, again, very professional on this show. We research everything. Uh, it's this week, people. It's this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> just just take our word for it. Uh, so, we're going to start off with semi-final one. This is Australia's semi-final. We'll get to them in just a moment. But we're going to start off with the perennial champions, the perennial frontrunners, the perennial artists who, again, I was always am always surprised that they are not part of the big five. That, of course is Sweden. The last time we covered Eurovision, they won Eurovision and last year got quite close to winning it and this year are amongst the favourites yet again. And I I really like this song. The song is called I Can't Go On. It is by Robin Bengston and let's hear a little snippet of this right now. I can't go on I can't go on When you look this 
it's catchy. It's it's very Swedish in terms of this is what you expect them to produce. They just have the hit makers there in Sweden. Um, it's got a good bass it's straight away. You just it sounds different to everything else, um, and just I I really like this song. I I don't know if you're on the same page, there, Jared, but I I I really like this song. I think it's a good one. I think it, it is very typically kind of Swedish in in quality of what they send. Um, this is the cheesiest dance moves you will see um, in Eurovision 2017. Um, dancing on a on a treadmill, I believe, um, and with plenty of the diving signs for OK throughout, um, just to let everybody know that they're doing OK on those treadmills and nobody's going on into a <laughs> cardiac arrest. And I just want to point out, this is the very um, censored song that you know that if Eurovision allowed swear words, there would be definitely different words in this song when he says the lines, when you look this freaking beautiful. I mean, uh, I think we all know what word he wants to use, but um, it's, yeah. Uh, the song in Sweden has already reached the top three. It made it to number three. It made it to number 12 in Finland and number 45 in Poland. So expect some uh, votes coming their way. Uh, the artist Robin Bengtsson... Um, he took part in Swedish Idol in 2008. Ooh, there we go. What a, what a hit Swedish Idol was. Um, he was runner-up. Uh, no, third. Sorry, third. Oh, get, get, get that right, Ben. Gee, I'll piss off the Swedes. Don't want to do that. Um, so, yeah, he's quite popular, it seems, in his native Sweden. He's attractive man, you know, of course. He's Swedish. They're always attractive in Sweden. Um, and I, I don't really need to go through in terms of, um their history because uh the swedes are very much a uh, historically strong nation in eurovision i don't need to mention the a word because i guess every single person who talks about eurovision is going to mention the a word uh so we don't need to go over them but they've won it six times and of course they've won it in 2015 won it in 2012 so they've won it twice in the last uh five six years and uh so and they finished third a couple of times as well so um they actually haven't been out of the top five uh the top 15 we'll go with the top 15 since 2011 so um they definitely are very very successful the swedes and in their odds right now um this is to win this isn't to make it out of the semis uh, they're currently third favorite according to eurovisionworld.com to to win it and uh looking at our sports bets odds they were fourth favorite to win at $11. This, of course, is the part where we've basically got to predict whether we think they're going to make it out of the semifinals or not. And, yeah, to me, no question about this. They're, they're, they're through to the final. Oh, absolutely. No chance that they don't make it through. And if, if they do, if they miss it, then, wow, something's really going on there. But, uh, yep, that's a double double yes from us. I've put the green in the little spots there, and that's Sweden. I think we're locking them in for a definite final position. And again, still to this day, shocking that they're not part of that big five because they are Sweden. They are the kings of Eurovision, and uh, that's a bit of a strange one. Uh, all right, let's go to Georgia. Everybody loves a bit of Georgia, the country, uh, as always, not the uh, state in the US of A. Um, now, this song is called Keep the Faith. It is by Tamara Gashesh Aladze. Yep, that's how good I speak Georgian. Uh, and let's hear a little bit of a little bit of a snippet of this song right now. Now, Jared, as soon as I hear this song, I think Rise Like a Phoenix. It's it's got a bit of a Rise Like a Phoenix vibe, not as good as Conchita. Nothing can be good as Conchita. Um 
she's got a very powerful voice. To me, she's got sort of that Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey voice. Like she's got a very powerful vocals. But I, again, this is just one of those songs as I sort of mentioned to you. It's just came on shuffle. It's like oh, it's one of these ones that sound all the same. Um, nothing huge to me stands out about this song, and I think this might struggle to make it out of the semis. Yeah, this is a song that people who are playing drinking games are going to get drunk to because the amount of key changes it has is so excessive and over the top. Um, and I imagine there'll be a wind machine blowing. Um, yeah, so people pace yourself when you get to Georgia. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I don't really know how, how it will fare. I think it could go either way. Well, let's let's just a bit of a background here on Tamara. She was so close to representing Georgia in 2009. She had the song called We Don't Want to Put In. Um, yep, that's that's what it was called. Um, and they it was it was pulled from the last minute. Uh, they didn't want to put it in because it got pulled for political content apparently. So uh, she she was well, she was part of a group I should say. It wasn't just her. She was part of a group called Stefan and 3G. So. Um, just didn't have the 4G back then in, in Georgia. Uh, so, yeah, she was pulled out, and so she's getting her chance to finally represent the great nation of Georgia here in Eurovision. Um, now, it, it, speaking of Georgia in Eurovision, uh, they've never won it. Um, they have never finished in the top three. Their highest position has been ninth, which they've finished in two occasions, uh, and that was in 2010 and 2011. And uh, twice they have failed to make the finals. Uh, last year they finished in 20th uh, with Midnight Gold and Nika Kotrov and Young Georgian Lolitas. Um, but, yeah, I, I right now, actually, I'll just quickly on the odds uh, before I give my uh, take on it. They've got 29th on EurovisionWorld.com and on Sportsbet they are approximately at $201 to win. I have they're my first one, Jared that I'm saying I don't think this will make the final. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Oh, all right, we're on the same page there, but uh, look if it's bringing the wind machines, I'm going to be disappointed that we're not going <laughs> to not going to see this cuz you know, Eurovision wind machine go together like Julie Zamiro and Sam but they're not there anymore. Um, all right, let's get to this. Let's let's get Australian. Let's get excited, Australia, because for the third year in a row, we're represented in Eurovision. We had Guy Sebastian, Dami Im, and this year we've got Isaiah Firebrace. Uh, his song is Don't Come Easy. Let's hear a little bit of this. No, it don't come easy. No, it don't come cheap. Remember to me. just say this right now who i have no idea who this guy is he won x factor last year apparently doesn't help me i don't watch it wouldn't have a clue this is the worst song australia has put forward to eurovision it's it's boring it's just nothing there that is you know to me it sounds like they're going for that dami sound again with sound of silence but they're just they've missed the mark with it and Again, going back to what I said about the Spanish entry, I want to punch Isaiah in the face. I don't like the look of him. He just, he annoys me. He's the long hair, the pretty boy look. I just have a thing against pretty boys, let's be honest. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I, this, this is the type of thing that makes me say I don't think we should be in Eurovision when we put forward crap like this. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the worst Definitely, by, by a long way, the worst song that we've put forward um, while we've been competing. 
Uh, I think it it does kind of grow on you a little bit, but not to the extent that um, Dummy Song did last year. And I think there's potential for it to get lost because there's a lot of songs that, like we've said, sound similar. There's lots of ballads. Um, and it just doesn't stand out. I haven't seen the stage or anything, but I can't imagine it's too exciting. Um, so, yeah, I think it could be touch and go with this. Mm. Yeah, look, I've, I mean, I've got him making the final. I do. I, I'm not saying he's not going to make it. Um, I mean, look, odds-wise, you know, he. I mean, he's dropped down from since I last looked at this. He's 12th now, according to uh, EurovisionWorld.com uh, and uh, our sports bets friends have him at $34 to win it. Um, I yeah, I feel he'll make the final, but, um, I mean, we'll get to our predictions, obviously, in our semi-episode because he could just come out and have the wind machine and dancing gorillas and, you know, like he could just kick everyone's ass. Who knows? You know, the, the whole machine with a little digital boy next to him and cubes but yeah i i i don't really have a whole i feel like this is just so uninspiring isn't it for us when it comes to comes to australia are we meant to be defending this are we meant to be going yeah australia but we're just kind of like yeah yeah there's not going to be any cries of of him being robbed whatever happens really and look, our history, as we know, we got second last year. Guy Sebastian got fifth in 2015. Just It's interesting, actually, looking at... Uh, we haven't really touched too much on sort of the voting history for each country because I thought we did a lot of that two years ago. Uh, but most points given to Australia. So the countries that love us the most are all the Scandinavian countries. They love us. Sweden has given us the most points. Denmark, Norway, uh, Albania apparently like us. There you go. I didn't realise Albania were our friends. Um, and the countries that we love in Australia, we love the Belgians, we love Bulgaria, and we love Russia. But we're not going to love Russia this year because they're not there. Um, so there you go. Um, that's Isaiah, as uh, still most people in Australia are saying, who? Um, and look, again, what, what, just like the UK, put up Kylie Minogue. You know, put up, um, you know, Iggy Azalea. <laughs> when that made that probably wouldn't go down well. Uh, you know, put up Gotcha. You know, like, put up these people who... Who are successful? Reunite Savage Garden. How would that be? Like, that's awesome. Right there. Darren Hayes, Daniel Johns, you're listening? What a perfect time to come back together. You know, where's Jessica Malboy? She was our, you know, entry for the semifinals a few years ago for that, you know, exhibition performance. Like, why hasn't she been invited? It's just, uh, I don't know. What, what, do we, are any singers coming these days from the X Factor, Jared? No one watches these shows anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a rec- prerequisite for Australian Eurovision that you have to have been on a talent show, preferably X Factor. I think uh, this year Denmark beat us to the punch in picking a better Australian singer <laughs> yes. uh, from a um, singing contest. Um, but I do think that it is going to be close, but I have put him as, as making it through just based on kind of who were in that semifinal in the Swedes. Like you said, like to give us points. The Belgians as well have given us points in the past. So I think he's going to be on the cusp, but I'm thinking that he'll make it through. Yeah, I'm with you. I've got him at making through. So, um, yeah, we'll see how our uh, very well-respected Isaiah goes through. And uh, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly because, again, no one in Australia really gives a shit about him. So we'll, we might in a week's time when he wins and we're like, oh, he's the greatest thing ever. Um so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how, uh, how that goes. All right, let's move on to Albania. Um, clearly one of our friends in Australia. Um, 
Now, the, the song is called World. It is by an artist called Lindita. And let's hear a snippet of Albania right now. song to me is, if I can find what I want to find here, Jared, and I'll just stretch this out a little bit because, oh, there it is. Um, yeah, okay, I remember this song now. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds dramatic to me. Like, it, you can see this being used in some sort of, like, battle sort of, you know, montage of somebody training in a movie or a TV show coming together. But, I mean, having said that, it's still not exactly the most memorable song. I mean, it's okay, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how this will fare. I, I've kind of I've got this one missing the final. Yeah, this was an interesting one. Um, I put down that it was had like a mysterious vibe and, and, and just that it was decent. Um, and I think I've I have said that it will make it through. Ah. But saying that, I don't really remember anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a common uh, theme you will hear uh, throughout this episode with a lot of these songs. Our first disagreement, agreement's here too. Oh, yeah, I've got it missing. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with though everything you said there. I mean, looking here at the odds, I mean, it's 39th out of 42 songs on EurovisionWorld.com. Not looking good there. And in terms of the odds, uh, sports bet, $401. It is the second lowest ranked song according to that. But I think kind of... Um, I mean, I know I've definitely gone for a few songs here in these semi-finals, and I'm just like, hey, this pr- definitely won't make it, but I've put it out there. You know, going to go for a smoky here and there. Uh, just quickly on Lindita. Um, she is. Uh, she won the sixth edition of Top Fest, which um, sounds like a good uh, show. Uh, it is a music competition organised by Top Channel. Uh, basically it sounds like it's Albania's biggest music show they just call it Top Channel Uh, sure Um, and she also well here we go she participated in the final season of American Idol Um, don't know how that works but sure Uh, she's she's the first woman is uh, Lindita good for you Uh, and in Albania's history last year they did not make the final uh, and as a matter of fact, in uh, three of the last four years, they have not made the final. And their highest ever finish in any Eurovision competition was back in 2012, where they finished in fifth with Rona Nushliu and Sus. So um, there you go, Albania. Uh, all right, moving on now to Belgium. Ah, now this is uh, this seems to be a bit of a fan favourite. This one here, Jared. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of. Uh, polls particularly if you look on the left hand side in eurovisionworld.com they just have a poll this isn't anything to do with betting it's obviously the fan favorites uh belgium's number three in this one so it's quite a popular song with the fans uh betting not so much 13th favorite uh to win according to the eurovision world website uh, if we look at the sports bets odds 67 dollars to win uh let's hear a bit of a snippet of this one now song is called City Lights. It's by Blanche. Um, possibly there might be a bit more of a pronunciation to that, but again, it's uh, it's probably French, so I'm not going to listen to it too much. Uh, I, I, I think this song's boring. I, I've just written boring, yawn, 
Uh, reminds me of somebody like stalking someone at night. Um, you know, it's got that real night feel to it. I guess it's called City Lights, Ben. So that probably makes sense. But uh, yeah, for a fan favorite song, I expected it to be different. But meh, it's kind of just one of those ones that you just kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, I disagree. I don't. I don't mind this song, and I think that like it, it will do well. I think Belgium have consistently been putting up better songs. I think they're a second in twenty fifteen, and then third last year so i think they'll probably continue that trend and i reckon this is kind of slated for a top 10 finish yeah look i've got it making the i've got it definitely making the final there's no question to me that this will make it uh i just yeah personally don't like it and look i agree with you i think this will finish very highly just based purely on it's it's a very popular song with the fans and clearly the fan vote will count so um yeah definitely putting it in the final i just personally don't like it uh belgium haven't won since 1986 when uh, Sandra Kim with the great French song Jam, Jamais La Vie, um, the only time they've ever won it. Um, and the highest finish of recent times was second, uh, 2003 that was. Last year they were 10th, and uh, 2015 they were 4th. I remember that one though, that was a, that was pretty boy Belgian guy, wasn't it? Luki Notet, I remember talking about that one. Uh, it was quite a quite a looker from memory. Mm. There you go. Uh, but uh, Blanche, it's, it's actually, I thought it was a boy. It's a woman. Whoops, that's awkward. Uh, she, <laughs> sorry, Blanche, um, you're actually quite attractive too. Uh, you're 17, I shouldn't say that. Um, you're turning 18 this year. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> stop digging yourself a hole, Ben. This isn't gymnastics at, off the podium. Um, her song, The City Lights, did make it to ninth on the Belgian... One of the they've got two different charts in Belgium. Apparently, it was ninth on one and seventh on the other. So cool. <laughs> she was a member of Team Cats on Trees on The Voice Belgique. That's something I want to I want to um listen. It's a oh there we go. This, she was the band was called uh, Cats on Trees. It was a French musical duo. See, look at this. France can produce good stuff. You know, Twin Twin and Moustache and Cats on Trees. Like there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right. Just <laughs> I'm excited about Cats and Trees. Uh, Belgium, uh, we've touched them. Nothing more to say on Belgium there, Jared. I played the song, didn't I? Um, did I? I think, yeah, I did. Yep. Oh, all right. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so memorable. I can't even remember if we played it. All right. Um, let's move on to a Montenegro. The song is called Space. It is by Slavko Kalazic. Let's hear from Slavko right now. This song is, uh, uh, I like it. I, <laughs> I have to think of my opinions. Uh, I, I mean, this is this is upbeat. It's got sort of that real, you know, great start. It's got a bit of techno sound to it. Um, the singer is terrible. Can I just point that out? The music is ruined by the voice. But I still really like this song. I have it making the final. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know in terms of my thought process if I'm really... This is one of my ones which I think probably won't make the final, but I'm putting out in a limb there that I'm getting my fandom of it to get it over the line. Yeah, I agree. I know that um, this will be getting uh, my vote uh, early in the morning <laughs> uh, because this is... Oh, this just song just epitomises Eurovision, doesn't it? It's yeah. just... It's trashy. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, 
it's gonna bomb. It's gonna bomb with the jury, but I'm hoping that televote wise, uh, people will get behind it and 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 support it, so it makes it through. Are, are you saying? So are you? What are you saying? You think it will, or are you going? I I have I have put it as making it through. Yay. That's probably a little bit sentimental, but. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We're just looking at the uh, fan vote on EurovisionWorld.com. It's third last. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not looking good for that fan vote there. Uh, and in terms of, yeah, the, the betting odds. So uh, on Sportsbet, it is $301 to win. And on Eurovision World, it is all the way down in 36. But stuff it. I don't care. I'm, yeah, we're both on the same page. This this could be almost the golden boy of, uh, but, you know, golden boy finished quite high um and i just want to point out slavko looks amazing i'm seeing a picture here right now he's got the beard he's got the goatee he's got the very shaped eyebrows and he's got a he's got a ponytail or a plait uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> i shouldn't laugh at people's appearances but <laughs> whenever can we say we talk about a montenegrin man with a plait not often. I don't, I don't know. If Not I, often enough. I don't know if I've ever talked about a Montenegro man in my life. So there you go. I'm breaking new ground right now. Uh, Montenegro in general, obviously they're a fairly new country, Montenegro. Uh, they uh, have only actually made it through to the finals twice, uh, 2014, 2015, and their highest finish is 13th overall last year. Sadly, did not make it to the final. They, uh, the song The Real Thing by Highway uh, placed 13th in their semifinal and missed out. So fingers crossed that uh, Slavko can buck that trend and we can get Montenegro into the final. Uh, Finland. Uh, here we go. The Finns. We love Finland. Here's their song, Blackbird. Norma John, let's hear a snippet of this right now. We do love Finland, Jared. I don't like this song, though. Uh, this is this is boring. This, to me, reminds me of something from the UK. Uh, again, similar. It just doesn't pick up. I'm waiting for it to pick up. Like, where is the, the hook? Where's the bit that I'm really meant to get into? It just feels like it's just not there. Um, having said that, it is quite highly ranked in terms of the betting odds. 11th on Eurovision World. And when it comes to sports bet, it is sitting at a lovely amount of $51 to win. There we go. Just stretching that out a little bit. Um, so, yeah, what's, what's your take on uh, on Norma here? I think this is going to be a song that like, I'm going to struggle to stay awake in. I think it will score well uh, with the juries, but I think it's going to struggle with people voting for it because I think... I just don't think they're going to remember it. And what they do remember about it is that it was boring and that was the point in time where they took a toilet break or made a cup of tea and just stopped watching. Yeah, hashtag bring back Lordy. Um, <laughs> this is, again, the country that won with Lordy in 2006. Uh, they have not made the finals in the last two years. Uh, I remember that was a bit of a shock, was it? Because they had those old school grunge rockers. That's right, in 2015. Um, look, this is, this is going to be my first shock here jared even for a song that is uh quite highly rated in the betting odds uh i i'm saying it's going to miss the finals i uh, i this is my first big call right now that this will be a shock and not make the final and that's purely on uh thought process i hate this song uh but also i think that uh finland generally kind of disappoint every now and then so uh i don't know i don't know what your take is this, is this making the finals in your books 
I'm on the same page as you. Uh-huh. I think that um, somehow it's going to miss out. Wow. There you go. All righty. Uh, just quickly in terms of uh, Norma, what do we know about Norma? Uh, this is, I'm going to read this word for word on Wikipedia because this is how short his entry, oh, their entry, it's a duo. There you go. That's how much we pay attention to it. Uh, Norma John is a Finnish duo consisting of pianist Lasse Paranen and vocalist Lena Tironen. They will represent Finland in the Eurovision Song Contest 2017 with the song Blackbird. There you go. That's all it says on Eurovision. <laughs> uh, on Wikipedia. See, I can't even think properly. I'm calling it Eurovision. Uh, there you go, Finland. All right, let's move on to Azerbaijan. Skeletons by Dihaj. Let's hear a snippet of this one right now. Hammer skeleton! Now, I, I like the country of Azerbaijan. It seems to be an interesting place. They're sort of one of these ones that are, uh, you know, emerging themselves out there as a bit more uh, frequent on the world stage. We've got a Grand Prix now. They hosted the European Games a couple of years ago. Um, don't mind this one, Jared. It's it's a bit different. Sounds a little bit different to a lot of the other ones we've got. Um, I, you know, it's not the greatest. It's not super, super memorable, but it's also, you know, not the most forgettable. It's, it's, it's an interesting song. I, I don't mind it. Yeah, I agree. I think it will stick out uh, in this semi-final. And Azerbaijan has sent much worse before. Uh, they've won the whole thing with much worse. Uh, and, uh, and I believe they've never missed a final. So I think that trend is definitely going to continue this year. You are very right. They have never missed a final. Uh, this will be the 10th anniversary of them competing in the competition. Yeah, won it in 2011 with Ellen Nikki and Running Scared. And uh, they finished second and third before as well. Last year they were 17th, Miracle, Samra. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. They will make the final. Uh, I don't see them missing the final. Uh, betting odds for Azerbaijan. Uh, they're, they're well entrenched in that top 10. Seventh favorite, according to Eurovision World. And uh, according to Sportsbet, they're $26 more highly rated to win than Australia than our, on our Sporting Bets website. So uh, this could be a smoky for the win. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel they are 100% in that final. And uh, possibly we might see them uh, pull up an upset. Uh, Din- Diana Hajivia, uh, uh, the the lady who I just you know Dihaj is her name, but that's her real name. What she goes by? Um, well, she's a lead vocalist of the group. It's a group, Ben. <laughs> just keep butchering these things. Uh, she's actually born in the Ukraine. I'm seeing here, um, and she graduated from the Baku Academy of Music. What a great academy of music that is! Uh, fantastic. So there you go. Um, that's a little bit about the lead singer and the band. It's called D. Uh, uh, yep. What I said before. Anyway, skeletons, get on to it, Azerbaijan. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this episode, Jared. Uh, all right, let's move on to another one of the favourites here right now. Uh, matter of fact, they are the second favourite to win this one. If anyone's going to knock off the Italians, it could be Portugal. The song is called Amar Pelos Dois. Salvador Sobral is the artist and uh, let's take a little bit of a listen to this one because this is a bit of an interesting song. Talvez 
Look, this is a song that I feel I shouldn't like, but I kind of do because this is that real different sounding song that I feel will stand out. Um, it's I've written here boring but cute because it's just it's it's interesting. Uh, it reminds me of the Amazing Race Australia versus New Zealand when they had to sing the uh, the songs up there, you know, uh, whatever that was. I can't remember it was, but um, yeah, I. I shouldn't like a song like this in a way, but I kind of do. And this, to me, could could wouldn't surprise me if it won the whole thing. Yeah, I said that this was nice, and and I made my list with before checking the odds, and and clearly I probably should have, should have checked the odds because to me, I like this song too. But I just felt that it wasn't going to resonate with the voters. I think this would do like extremely well uh, with the juries. Um, I don't see any problem there. Uh, but yeah. I like it, but I've said that it, it won't make it through to the final. Oh, wow. So you're, you're going out to live here and say not making the final at all. Wow. Big call. Jared Lubeek. Yep. I like it. I like a, I like a controversial call. I mean, I've got to make it in the final. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say that. But, um, yeah, wow. There you go. You, you could either have egg on your face or you could be the most smartest Eurovision predictor in the world. Uh, Portugal had a very up and down history in, in Eurovision. They're been competing since 1964 where they were the first country to ever finish last with Nil Poir. They've never won it, Portugal. They've never won Eurovision, uh, which is kind of surprising. You think sort of a big country like Portugal. Uh, they also have a bit of a habit of not making the final. They actually have not made a final since 2010. So there you go. You've got a bit of history on your side there, Jared. Um... They didn't compete last year, so this is their first time competing since 2015. Their highest ever finish, if I quickly scroll here, looks like it was sixth, and that was back in the memorable year of 1996. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that song. That is way too hard. Um, so, yeah, the the artist involved is Salvador. He, not a whole lot on him. Born in Lisbon, where he lived there most of his life, but he apparently has lived in the U.S. before. Cool. Uh, and he's also competed on season three of Portugal's Pop Idol and finished seventh. And his sister finished third on uh, Portugal Idol. So they're a musical family there, the Sobrals. Um, all right, nothing more to say. We've heard it. That's Portugal. Great. Good on you, Portugal. Uh, let's go to one of uh, the perennial favourites, I feel, of anybody who likes Eurovision. Greece. We love the Greeks, don't we? A lot of Greek population in Australia. Uh, I fucking love this song. Can I just point that out? Uh, this is This Is Love by Demi. Let's hear a bit of this track. This is seem to really like the greek entrance uh you know maybe i'm just going on too much about this but this is this is uplifting you know i've i've written here in terms of the order i've obviously been listening to these songs i've started off with like six ballads and i've written here in massive capitals we have a beat um, so i like this song i'm saying it will make it through to the final uh, it's a bit sort of middle at 16th favourite according to Eurovision World, and uh, if we look at sports bets, it's 101 to a win, but uh, well entrenched in terms of at least making the finals. But yeah, what, what's your take on, on Demi? Yeah, I feel like this is kind of classic, like a classic Greek entry. I feel like last year they kind of strayed a bit, and now they had their options between either men in white or woman in dress with wind machine, <laughs> and they went with the woman in a dress with a wind machine, and I think that this will 
make it through after um, not making it through to the final last year, which I believe was the first time they hadn't made it to a final. So they're looking for some redemption here. Yeah, you're right. First time they never made it. Um, and yeah, they won. They've only won it once. The Greeks back in 2005. Uh, with Helena Paparizio and my number one, uh, but uh, Demi, uh, I, I quite like Demi. She's uh, she's she looks quite nice. Um, she uh, she's the the prestigious winner of the 2012 Mad Video Music Award for Best New Artist. So there's two other awards, uh, and also uh, is she seems quite big in Greece. She's got a very long um, Wikipedia article, which generally shows success. Um, so, yeah, big name when it comes to Greece. Probably maybe the biggest female singer in Greece since Nana Mascouri, perhaps. I don't know. Big call, maybe. Who knows? Um, and her song peaked at number 10 in Greece. So, good on you, Demi. Uh, it's not quite Demi from last year for Australia, but um, that was a really bad way to put those two together, wasn't it? <laughs> Stop trying, Ben. Um, but, yeah, there we go. All right, thanks, Demi. We'll, we'll talk about you more, hopefully, in a couple of days. Uh, let's now move on to where I believe our uh, now lost co-host Noah Groves is as we speak. Uh, Poland. Flashlight is the song. The artist is Kasia Moss. Let's hear a snippet of, uh, of this. It's like a flashlight burning in her eyes. You call the bells of Gotham hypnotized. You never catch a state of spice of Now, my, my dirty mind, of course, instantly goes, well, I'm glad this isn't called Fleshlight and it's called Flashlight, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> just, again, just don't talk, Ben. Uh, yeah, this song is... Um, it's it's a song. It's uh, okay. Uh, I've written here, Ballad with Drums, Violin, Emotional. Um, just kind of another one of these ones that's sort of just there to me. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. What's your, what's your take on the polls? Yeah, this was not uh, one of my favourites, but um, thinking back to last year when they entered Captain Hook or Captain Feathersword or whoever it was, um, and he, he did r- really well and, and kind of that was a big shock. Um, and Poland have generally been kind of on the up. So I think that despite the fact that I don't particularly like it, I think that it will uh, qualify for the final. Interesting. I actually have it missing final. Uh, so we've got to have these ones where we uh, we disagree. Uh, yeah, last year Poland with uh, Captain Feathersword Hook or uh, whatever you want to call him, Mikhailis Back, uh, Color of Your Life, finished eighth, which uh, was their second highest. Actually, no, it definitely wasn't their second highest finish. Ben, they finished second back in uh, 1994. They've never won it. Uh, the polls. But, um, yeah, they've definitely been on the up uh, in terms of their performances recently. Uh, so there's that. Uh, the betting odds that I give those, I don't think I did. 21st uh, on Eurovision World and on uh, Sportsbet, they're sitting at $151 to win. Uh, Kasaya Moss, uh, she's a Polish singer, songwriter and dancer and previously a member of the Pussycat Dolls Burlesque Review. Interesting. Uh, finished third on the Polish version of Must Be The Music, and um, she looks like a very pretty Polish lady. Uh, <laughs> does that sound mean? I don't, it's not meant to sound mean if it was. It's a compliment, I would assume. Um, 
yeah, not much else to say there on Poland. But so Jared's got it saying he will make it. I'm saying it won't. We've got a, we've got another disagreement there. All right, good. We like those. Let's move across now to everybody's number one country they want to visit in Moldova. Uh, the song is "Hey Mama," and the <laughs> the artist is Sunstroke Project. Let's hear a bit of this. This song's fun. I like this. This is one that gets in your head. And I feel it's like a Eurovision song that you, you know, you remember it. Uh, this guy, can I just point out, this is Moldovian guy Sebastian in terms of at least vocals. I actually don't know what he looks like. I'll, I'll find out in just a second. I mean, the band Sunstroke, Sunstroke Project. But um, yeah, this is catchy. Is it like a, I don't even know what that instrument is. It sounds like a, a trumpet or something like that that's going on. It's a mama, mama, do. Yeah, it's, it's great. I like this song and I've got it making it through just in the fact that I feel it's, it's too catchy just not to make the final. Yeah, this is an exciting one because um, everybody loves a repeat performer and Sunstroke Project are back, uh, which means the return of Epic Sax Guy, who I'm sure is Saxophone. to feature in Thank you. memes for months to come uh, <laughs> after this, after um, he was kind of the hot topic last time he performed. Um, and their lead singer, I just have to point out, their lead singer looks like one of the characters from Blade Runner. He looks like Roy from Blade Runner. Um, not confirmed whether it is or not, um, but, I mean, they're definitely at least twins or something. Wow, wow. Um, I had... This not making it through. Really? They made it through last time. Wow. I think Epic Sax Guy is not as epic as he was last time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Epic Sax Guy, not as epic as last time. That That is one of the best sentences I've ever heard you say. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. This shows my Eurovision knowledge. Uh, I didn't realise they'd competed before. 2010 uh, with Runaway. They finished 22nd that year. Um but yeah, wow, you're saying they'll make it. Uh, so uh, last year, they actually have not made the final since 2013, Moldova. Their last three entrants have failed to make it, including finishing last in their semi back in 2014. Highest ever finish, Moldova. They've only been competing in it since 2005, and the very first year they competed was their highest finish, where they finished in sixth position with uh, the great Zadob C. Zadub. Bianca Bait Toba. What a, what a memorable year that was for Moldova. Um... Yeah, they're, so they're, they're currently sitting at uh, a lovely position of 20th on Eurovision World. And on Sportsbet, they are presently at $126 to win. Uh, Sunset Project, what else can we say here about them? Um, some members, original members, left the band and formed another band. So there's a rival Sunstroke Project out there. Um, <laughs> Great. They actually have a song called Epic Sax. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not, but I just remember from last time, after the performance, there are all these kind of 20-hour YouTube clips of just the saxophone player on repeat. <laughs> There's a song in 2010 from the album Don't Touch the Classics Volume 1 called Epic Sax, as well as a song from Don't Touch the Classics Volume 2 entitled Sax You Up. <laughs> so, and here I was calling it a trumpet. Jeez, I know my musical instruments, don't I? Um, this <laughs> well, it was a huge hit in Russia. It made it to number three hundred and seventy-five on the Russian charts. So <laughs> they go that far? 
Like, usually you cut off at 100, don't you, Russia? Like, how many songs do you have? <laughs> My goodness. All right. Thank you, uh, Soundtrack Project. Uh, so what do we say there? You, you say missing. I've got to be all right. Just make sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to another one of my favourite countries. I always enjoy their their music. Iceland. Um, uh, the song is Paper. It's by Savala. Let's hear a snippet of Paper right now. But you make me feel like Space, Blackbird, Skeletons, Paper. It's the year of the one-word songs, I feel, Jared. Um, don't mind this song. It's got a bit of good sound. It's a bit boring, but it's also okay. Uh, that's a good way of explaining it, I guess. Uh, what's, what's your take on Savala and a bit of Paper here? Uh, this was one of the songs that I liked. I thought it was fairly solid. Um, but I'm a little bit... I don't know. I'm tentative to to say it will make it through because last year, in my opinion, Iceland had the best song in the competition, and and they got completely robbed of making a spot into the final. Um, and there should have been an inquiry there because something clearly went wrong. Wow, you you still you want to protest it all these years later, basically, or? Yeah, I think they, they should have put their entry from last year in again and just keep putting it in until it makes the final where it deserves to be. <laughs> that is, yeah, okay, that works. Um, I've got them making the final. Uh, do you have them making the final this year? I have them missing out. Oh, poor Iceland. That would be the third year in a row that they would miss out. Cause yeah, you said that last year. They didn't make in 2015. Um, they finished second back in 2009. And also finished second back in 1999. So if there's a year, the year nine in there, um, the year, they generally do well. Uh, one of my favourite Eurovision songs of all time actually came from Iceland. That was uh, This Is My Life by Euroband back in 2008. Fucking love that song. Um, I still, again, one of these ones I actually listen to just outside of listening to Eurovision songs. So, um, yeah, that's just a bit of Iceland love there. And it's, it's a country I've always been fascinated by. It's like I've always wanted to go to Iceland. I don't know why. It just seems like a cool country to visit to. Uh, this song made it to uh, number one on the Iceland singles chart, the English version, and the Icelandic version finished at 12th on the Icelandic charts. So <laughs> clearly they like their English songs better in Iceland. Uh, and Savala, um, he's a singer, songwriter... Uh, she is a singer-songwriter, Ben. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you really need to just be careful with, uh, how you say things, Ben, please. Um, and, uh, yeah, as I said, she went to number one. There's not a whole lot here. I mean, there's a lot written on here, but I, I don't want to scroll through it all. She's married, and she lives in Los Angeles. So, cool. All right. Uh, thank you, Iceland. <laughs> Now let's go to uh, the Czech Republic, uh, and when it comes to, uh, let's just listen to a bit of this first. Now it's my turn from the billion hearts to choose between. I was your choice, I was your choice. So let me be your salvation and joy. Now that you are falling, let me be your calling, be your one prayer. Keep Away the bad things In this moment let me give to you What you give in to me And that's the least I can do I was going to say, when it comes to sort of the bookies odds uh, Of 2017 
no one's been too kind to the Czechs. Uh, they are currently just quickly second lowest on Eurovision World. Uh, the fan vote on Eurovision World, they are the lowest. Uh, and Sportsbet, they are actually a little bit higher up than they are on the other one, $301, not even in the bottom three. Uh, the song, I, I should mention, Ben, my turn, Martina Barta. I did say that, I think, but I've said it again. Uh, what is your take on, on the checks? I, again, similar to what I've said, I think, about the UK and Finland, it's just it's boring, it doesn't feel like it's... It's never going to pick up. I don't know. Is this is this the boggy of 2017? I really... I just... Yeah, this song's just meh. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a candidate to finish dead last. I think um, the Czech Republic doesn't have a great record at Eurovision making it out of the semifinals. Um, and I don't think they'll progress past it this year yeah i'm with you there too um I, i'm a bit sad that we're now a good hour and a half into this episode and it's taken us that long to mention boggy uh but hey look you know uh, <laughs> she was going to be mentioned at some point uh but yeah you're absolutely right in terms of their uh history of um of eurovision they've only made the final once that was last year and <laughs> by looking at this they finished second last as well so um the Czechs not too good at Eurovision. <laughs> so hopefully they can improve next year because it's definitely not going to be this year. <laughs> the Czechs. Uh, Martina, uh, look, again, her Wikipedia entry, not the longest. She's a Czech jazz singer and musician, a vocalist and player of the French horn. Um, and she was in the musical Robin Hood, which is good for her. Uh, <laughs> there's really not a lot else to say about uh, her, but um, I feel we've covered the Czech Republic as much as they deserve. Do you agree? <laughs> Definitely. Sorry to all our Czech listeners. Potentially more so. <laughs> we're tuning in. Uh, all right, let's move on to Cyprus. Why not? Here's Gravity by Hovig. Let's listen to a little bit of Hovig right now. Um, yeah, I don't mind this song, Jared. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Imagine Dragons or someone like that. It's, it's catchy. It's got a nice bass to it. Good beat. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a decent song. Having said that, I have them missing the final, which is sad. It's not all just songs that I like that I'm predicting will miss the final. I think just based on who else I've got on my list and everything else in between, I've, uh, yeah, got them just missing out. Uh, what's, what's your take on the Cypriot entry this year? I like this song too. I thought that similar. It was really catchy. I think it sounds unique, kind of in this semi-final, and it should stand out. Uh, and I reckon that they'll scrape through uh, ah, to the final. Alrighty, there you go. Well, I hope you're right because you know, I, again, I do like this song. So you know, it's good to be wrong every now and then. Uh, Cyprus never won Eurovision. Uh, their highest ever finish was uh, they finished fifth on three occasions in 1982, 1997, and 2004. Last year they were 21st overall. Got a decent record of making the finals. Um, they've only missed out on twice. Excuse me, in the last six years. Um, so, um, so decent record. Uh, Hovig, um, he's a Cypriot singer of Armenian origin. 
that's good. Uh, he's 28. Uh, he was on The X Factor. It's, it's not just an Australian thing, clearly, Jared. It's all these artists now are just coming from The X Factor. Um, so he nearly... He attempted to compete for Cyprus in both 2010 and 2015 uh, on their Eurovision Song Contest uh, place thing that they do there. So the third time lucky for him. So uh, fingers crossed he can make it through. Because, yeah, it's a good song. I like it. And he's a nice-looking guy. He's a guy you'd want to take home to your mum, I feel there, Jared. Like, why not? Um, yeah. Put on your Hovig. Great. <laughs> it's the most I've ever talked about somebody from Cyprus before. Except maybe for Marcus Bagdadis, but that's another story. All right, uh, a couple more of this uh, semi-final. Armenia, fly with me. The artist here is Artsvik. Uh, let's hear a snippet of Fly With Me by Artsvik. name just sounds a bit weird. Artsvik. It sounds like I'm swearing. Um, <laughs> I don't think I am. I don't speak Armenian. Um, yeah, this is... Eh, it's okay. It sounds very um, sort of like Middle Eastern. A little bit of sort of that Middle Eastern vibe there, really, with the music. Uh, it does pick up a little bit towards the end. But, um, yeah, this is just an average one to me. This is kind of like, a, yeah, it's, it's okay. I've got the making the final. Um, and in terms of their odds, I didn't give the Cyprus odds. I'll do that in a second. I'll let you talk in a minute. But, uh, yeah, I, I've i got to make it the final, but it's not a hugely standout song for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that whilst it is unique and it's sound and everything, that it's not that exciting. But I do think just that it's so different from everything else that that will carry it through to the final. They've only missed the final once. Uh, that was back in 2011. Last year, they were seventh. And their highest place, they finished fourth twice in 2008-2014. Uh, we remember RM MP3, don't we? Uh, not alone. What a song that was. Um, they're, they're ranked up highly. We should say they're fifth favorite on Eurovision World. So uh, quite a quite a high-ranking song. And uh, also, they are fifth favorite on Sportsbet, $19 to win. So this could be a bit of a smoky if you maybe want to just, you know, go a little bit outside the top three or four and maybe, you know, put it up there. Who knows? Uh, and Artsvik, uh, she's, you know, quite attractive. Uh, she's 32. She's been around for a little bit. She was on season two of Golos, the Russian version of The Voice. Um, she was eliminated in the battle rounds, though, so it didn't really go too far. But, um, yeah, there you go. She's got a bit of success behind her. Uh, just quickly, I will backtrack before we move on to the next song. You got anything else to add on Armenia? Or are we just gelling over them? Uh, we both said they... What did you say? Did you say they were making it? I don't think I got your answer for that one. Uh, yeah, you did. I think they'll scrape through. All right, you did. You did say that. I just was yep. probably ignoring you. Um, that's, there you go, Armenia. Just Cyprus backtracking there in terms of their odds. Uh, 32nd they are in Eurovision World and on Sportsbet they're at $251 to win. So just uh, if you're a betting person want to know where Cyprus is. Uh, so right, that's Armenia. Let's move on to Slovenia. On My Way by Omar Nabar. Let's hear a bit of our Slovenian entry for 2017. 
Alrighty, yeah. Boring, ballad, unmemorable. That is literally what I've written, and I don't really think I've got much else to add here on our Slovenian entry. I have them missing the final, Jared. Yeah, I agree. This was one of the entries that got the one word boring um, <laughs> as my notes written down, and yeah, there's no... There's no chance they make it through. I feel bad that we've kind of talked up a lot of these ones and we just get to some of these other ones like, yeah, boring, move on. Uh, but there's really not a whole lot to say here. I mean, we'll talk about Omar. I mean, Omar, again, attractive guy. He's a guitar player. Um, he represented Slovenia in 2005 in Eurovision with the song Stop. Um, clearly didn't take his own message. Uh, failed to qualify back in 2005. Uh, he's released a lot of albums in Slovenia. Uh, by the looks of things, the only one that's ever charted in terms of any songs was this song, On My Way, made it to 12th on the Slovenian charts, one of the most prestigious charts in all of music, of course. And, yeah, Slovenia in general, they haven't made the... They missed last year. Um, didn't... Uh, they win the finals... Oh, sorry, they missed the finals last year, so they didn't miss the whole thing. Uh, their highest ever finish in Eurovision was 7th twice in 1995 and 2001. And, um, yeah... I, I feel poor Omar is going to be two from two and not making it. Uh, and when it comes to their uh, betting odds, they are very low down, 37th on Eurovision World's website. And on sports bet, they are third last, $301. So uh, not looking good for Omar. Sorry, Omar. It's a bad time to be Omar. Uh, our final song from the first semi-final, Latvia. Uh, the song is called Line and is by Triana Park. Let's hear a snippet of our Latvian entry for 2017. I really like this song. I really do. I feel it's uh, catchy again. Gets you hooked onto it straight away. Uh, it's another one of these ones that sounds different and unique. It's not a ballad. It's good. Uh, having said that, I sadly think it will miss the uh, the finals. Um, again, this is one of these ones I hope I'm wrong. I just kind of, again, going through my list and kind of who I've got making and who I haven't, I had to kind of cut a few that I didn't like. But, uh, yeah, I sadly got it missing, but I hope I'm wrong. What is your take on Triana Park? I wasn't a huge fan. I thought it was extremely repetitive um, from memory. I think it has maybe like one line throughout the whole song. <laughs> it just gets repeated over and over and over. Uh, and it's kind of a shame because I feel like Latvia has been sending um, some good music in the last couple of years, and I just feel like this is a big uh, downgrade for them, and I, I don't think it will make it through. Okay, so we're both on the uh, will not make it through page there for Latvia. Uh, Latvia won it way back in 2002 in their third year, Mari N and I Wanna. Uh, they, of course, finished third in their first year. Uh, they had a big period between 2009 and 2014 without making the final, including the classic Cake to Bake. How Cake to Bake didn't make through the final? I'm still dirty over that. Uh, last year, they finished in 15th position with Justs and Heartbeat. Uh, the betting odds for them, yeah, they're down a bit in the lower part. They're 31st on Eurovision World and on Sports Bet. They are sitting at $201 to currently win it. Uh, the song uh, itself made it to number six in Latvia. 
great. 308 in Russia. Nearly cracked the, the prestigious top 300 there in Russia. Uh, and the group, uh, it's a band. Uh, they've got a couple of uh, people in it, obviously. And uh, they've previously, they definitely like Eurovision, Triana Park. We'll give them that because they have previously attempted to represent Latvia in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, and 2012. So they took five years off. Uh, and then they came back and they got chosen. So there you go, kids. If you're listening to this, never give up. You too can represent Eurovision for Latvia one day. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's every kid's dream, let's be honest. <laughs> so that is that is semi-final one done. Uh, just scrolling through that quickly. So, Jared, you have missing out on the semi on the final from semi-final. You've got the Czech Republic, Finland, Georgia, Iceland, uh, Latvia, Moldova, Portugal, and Slovenia. Is that too many? No, that's that's eight, isn't it? That's that seems to be enough. Um, and I have missing out Albania, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Finland, Georgia, uh, Latvia, Poland, and Slovenia. Alrighty, let's move straight into semi-final two, and we're going to start off straight away with Novak Djokovic's homeland of Serbia into deep. Tijana Bogacevic. Uh, yep, that's pretty good star Serbian there, Ben. Let's hear a snippet of Tijana. Alrighty, Serbia, Jared. Um, I've written here, it's very Eurovision. It's okay. It's unmemorable. And eh. Um, that's how I've summed it up. I uh, don't know if you've got a different mindset for uh, Serbia here. No, pretty similar. This got the um, one word boring, <laughs> despite being a um, kind of faster paced song, which I think is probably especially bad. Hmm. Well, they've, they've missed uh, only two finals. They won it in their very first attempt, of course, way back with uh, Maria Serovic uh, Molitiva. Now, am I not mistaken? Was that the last song we had win it that wasn't in English? Or am I... Well, I guess last year's song was sort of not all in English, but I guess full song, maybe. I'm not too sure. Um, but, yeah, they, last year they finished 18th overall. Uh, with that, the the odds for them, they're, they're okay. 28th on Eurovision World and uh, Sportsbet. They are sitting nice and pretty at $251 to win. Uh, uh, look, she's she's quite attractive. I don't know why I'm judging people on their looks, Ben. That's not very nice, but I'm just trying to point out my thought process. Clearly, that's why I'm single. Um she has done a fair bit. She lives in the US as well. A lot of these people live in America. Uh, and the song itself um, doesn't give me any chart details about it. So uh, there you go. Uh, I have them, Jared, missing the final. What do you have? I have them making it. It was a real kind of toss-up, and I had one spot left, and I penciled them in, and then I crossed them out. Uh, but I ended up adding them back in, so... Hopefully that was a good decision. Sounds uh, very Serbian. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, yeah, that's apparently what I said to that. All right. Uh, let's go on to Austria, uh, the country that we used to go for because it sounded like Australia. Uh, he's Running On Air by Nathan Trent, the most Austrian-sounding song and name I've ever heard. Hey, now, if you push me down, I'll get up again. Hey, now. If you let me drown, I'll swim like a champion. 
Adrian? Um, yeah, uh, this is another guy I want to punch. He's a bit of a pretty boy, so <laughs> you know I'm going to punch him. Um, yeah, it's boring. Don't like it. Uh, <laughs> so it's a pretty boy song. I'm like, don't like it. Uh, it's just boring. I've just I've literally written here boring. I think I've done a you, and just all I've done is written one word. So, uh, again, not memorable. There's nothing here that stands out for me. Uh, I've got him missing the final, not just because I want to punch him. I just think this song's crap, and I don't think it will resonate with the fans because it does sound like a bunch of the other ones, and uh, I feel bad for Austria because, again, a country which I actually don't mind. So, yeah, what's your, what's your take on our Austrian entry? Uh, I just remember that this was one of those uh, nice songs in inverted commas. It's really safe if it doesn't do anything, um, but I have... Um, put it down as making it through to the final. Uh-huh. All right. We've got very different opinions, this one. Um, 30th in uh, Eurovision World's Odds. Uh, there you go. Uh, for Sportsbet, it is sitting at a lovely price of, and if I can actually find it on my screen, I would tell you that. This is where you usually would edit this out, but I've been lazy. $251. There we go, Ben. It's right down the bottom. Um, Nathan Trent. Yeah, pretty boy. Whatever. We don't really care about him, do we? He uh, just basically got here saying that he was on a list to possibly represent Austria and got selected. So that's really how exciting he is. Um, And this song has nothing, no details about it. It leaked online. Ooh, early. That's basically all it says. Uh, I'm just going to say this. I I feel Austria just peaked with Conchita, and they've just put shit up since. Uh, (laughs) So bring back Conchita. Where do we have these repeat entrants? I mean, just shove Conchita out there again, I feel. They'd win it again. I don't know if if you feel that would happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, they might be going the route of uh, not enough money to host again um, if they... They've chosen the entry from a list, which sounds very obscure <laughs> and like they can just fix it how they want to fix it. Yep. Uh, yeah, they won it twice. Uh, Austria 2014 with Conchita Rise Like a Phoenix and they won it way back in 1966 with Udo Jürgens and the song Merci Cherie. What a memorable song that was. Um, yeah, Austria. Cool. Uh, let's go to Macedonia, former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, <coughs> if you want to be uh, completely technical. The song is called Dance Alone. It is by Jana Berkeser. Let's try that again, Ben. Berseska. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I, I quite like this song. Let's Let's hear this one. I, uh, yeah, I love it. It sounds a lot, very 80s to me. It sounds like, I don't know if you're familiar with a band called Infernal. It sounds very similar to uh, the lead singer of them. Uh, it's got great uh, beat. It's got a bit of techno sound to it. Uh, this is one of my favorites. I really am a fan of this song. And uh, I've got them making the final. I don't know if that's a, a bit of a bias there because I feel this is one that could easily miss the final. But, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of this song. I agree. This is one of my favorites. Uh, from this semi, uh, it was catchy, it's upbeat. I think it will stand out amongst all the ballads and not get bogged down. So I've said that I'll make it through as well. Yay, yay. We're both hopefully giving it some luck. And let's be honest, Macedonia needs some luck when it comes to Eurovision. Since 2008, they have only made the finals once, back in 2012. They've uh, failed to qualify for the finals in the last four years, eight of the last nine years. The poor Macedonians. So they this 
hopefully be the one to get them back up there over the line. Highest ever finish of uh, 12th back in 2006 for Macedonia. So uh, fingers crossed that they can uh, bring this one over the line. The betting odds for them at the moment, 22nd on Eurovision World. Uh, and on uh, the Sportsbet website, they are currently sitting at $151 to win. Uh, not a whole lot on the song. And on the artist, Jana Berceska, um, I think I pronounced it the first time, uh, she was fifth on Macedonian Idol. Uh, cool. Good for you. Um, hasn't got a whole lot here on her page on Wikipedia. Because, again, we, you know, if we were a professional podcast, we would research them more based on Wikipedia. But we're lazy, uh, hence why we weren't here uh, last year. All righty, moving on to our next entry right now. Let's go to Malta. Uh, the song is called Breathlessly, and the artist is Claudio Faniello. Uh, I said that with a bit of a great twing twang. I don't know what I'm saying, Ben. I just play a bit of the damn song already. Now, this is... Um, is this Celine Dion? Uh, Jared, I just I just get real Celine Dion vibes. Uh, I've written here Celine Dion question mark boring skip. Um, yeah, not exactly uh, one. There's nothing against Celine Dion. I mean, she won Eurovision, so cool. But um, yeah, this is definitely one that is not standing out for me. I've got it missing the uh, the final, and preferably a song that I yeah would not lose sleep over if I never heard this again. Yeah, I agree. My review was uh, similar, just boring. That was it. This was another one of the one-word boring responses. Um, yeah, not making it through, no chance. <laughs> wow, because no chance. Not just not making it through, no chance. Not even getting close. Uh, they finished 12th last year, made it through the final with Irara, Losco, Walker Mortar. But, um, yeah, this year, who knows? Uh, their highest finish, they finished second two occasions, 2002 and 2005. So they've done okay in the past, uh, have the Maltese. But, yeah, obviously never have won it before. The odds on this one, we are looking at uh, quite a low one here, 40th overall in Eurovision World and uh, way down at $301 on Sportsbet. Uh, the song, um, Breathlessly, yep, we said that. And the artist, Claudio, um, again, just says she's a Maltese singer. She will represent Malta in the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, and there's a bit on the background here, and she has sung lots of songs. So, um, cool. Good for you. Uh, she, well, she's actually, I should say, <laughs> passing all that off, she has attempted to qualify for Eurovision. Uh, she might be the most in terms of so, some people so far. I'm counting here. So, she's every year since 2006, uh, right through to 2013, when she took some time off, and then she finally got chosen again. So, um, she finished second a couple of times, third a couple of times. And this is what Australia should do. Can we just point this out? Why doesn't SBS do this? It's like a thing where, you know, let's let's put uh, Isaiah or what the fuck his name is up against, you know, Jessica Malboy and Kylie Minogue and Iggy Zalia and Gotcha and Savage Garden and just put them all together on a stage and we're all going to vote. That, that would work a little bit so we don't get blindsided by our constant who. Yeah, I agree. I, I want Australia to have our version of a Claudio who's auditioned every single year that they've had a chance, and then finally we'll put him in 20 years after they first started. And let's be honest, it probably is the case, though. That's generally what the X Factor is. You win the X Factor, you get on Eurovision. So, 
<laughs> maybe technically we already do i uh, see so you you saying this won't make it no chance yep that's that was your that was your stand no chance no, no. chance that's right i just didn't put it in my little box all right thank you very much claudia uh cool all right uh romania let's go now always one of my favorite countries when it comes to eurovision uh you know high-pitched singing and all that sort of stuff in the past and what a song we've got this year yodel it inca and alex floria floria i just want to play this one forever but uh let's play a short snippet of it right now I fucking love this song. This could be... I think I've said it already for another song. My favourite one. But this one could be my favourite. I mean, it's just so damn catchy. It's... it's yo Like, in what world do you ever think you're going to have Romanian yodeling um, followed by Romanian rap? Uh, I mean, if you've ever had that dream, you've got it in spades here with this song. Uh, I love it. It's great. Uh, and I'm also saying it's going to make the final... Uh, I, I really hope I'm not the only one who, who likes this song. Please tell me you like this song. No, I agree. You you listen to this and you realise that you never knew that you need to hear yodeling and rap together um, <laughs> before and how, how good it would sound together. Um, this is the most atypical Eurovision song from this year. Um, if it doesn't get through, it'll be a crime. Uh, um, it was a crime last year when Romania wasn't in the competition um, and clearly they've learned their lesson and and figured hey we're coming back let's make a splash uh for our comeback year and and this is a great song and i i think i'm hoping it might be sentimental that it makes it through well let's be honest it's no cesar and it's my life that's one i was thinking of before you know with the the opera from a few years ago but it's up there it really is up there i mean it's also quite highly ranked sixth overall on eurovision world so this could be a real dark horse and i've actually written here dark horse and i'm just saying that because i like this song but yeah it's very eurovision i like the way you've described that um and on on our sports bet website 23 dollars. so good money on this one if you want to take a bit of a punt i feel um and yeah alex floria uh, was on season five of Vosia Romania. I'm guessing that's the Romanian voice. Um, and Elintia Bacilla, she um, is... Uh, can I just, I just need to read this word for word. Is a Romanian singer and yodeler. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realise you'd separate the two. Uh, she's only 18 as well. And it's got here, she is well known for her unique yodel. <laughs> I didn't realise your yodel could be unique. Uh, really, we don't know the subtleties of Romanian yodeling. Clearly, uh, <laughs> why Romania is just like they're kind of like the Sweden that just don't have success. Like they just produce such good songs. I feel, but sadly, it's not like Sweden where they've got the records to show um, because they they don't have the records to show. They've never won it. They finished third twice. Uh, 2005 and 2010. Cesar only finished 13th. What a travesty that was. Um, and yeah, last year, they were disqualified last year uh, from the competition. Um, but <laughs> disqualified due to non-payment of debts. Uh, <laughs> and it was all the Cesar costumes from 2013. <laughs> they just were paying off. Uh, but outside of getting disqualified uh they've actually only failed to miss the finals on two occasions they've entered 
So uh, and they have not missed the final in the years that they've entered since 1996. So they've got a bit of a good run, the Romanians. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Real dark horse. We'll visit, revisit that. Uh, when it comes to a couple of... So, yeah, you've obviously got them making the final. I think you said that. I just don't listen to you, Jared. I'm so excited yep. to yodel it. So, um, it's, it's understandable with this song. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, all right, from one awesome, amazing entry to a bit of a bland one. Let's go to the Dutch, uh, Netherlands. Because uh, Noah last year really wanted the Netherlands or um, uh, Denmark to win so he could go and see it. But he's in Poland right now, so it wouldn't have worked out for him. Uh, but this song is called Lights and Shadows by OG3. I think he's that Ogon or something. Is it just one of these fancy spellings? I don't know. Um, Lights and Shadows. Here's the Dutch entry. You should never cry no more Feeling all alone and insecure You have been going through these stages Now it's time to turn the pages We're gonna stand in line and not give up But walk that road that everybody goes Through lights and shadows Uh, look it's okay. <laughs> it's nothing standout-ish. Um, I've written here girl band. Um, eh. Uh, <laughs> I've got it making the final. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's such a disappointment to come onto this song after listening to Yodel It. Yeah, I think um, the only reason this will stand out is, is is due to the fact that it's a trio um, and, and there's no other reason why it should stand out. It does get slightly better as it goes on but not by much um and i've said that they won't make the final oh wow all righty there you go okay they're um big call jared because they're i will say they're one of the uh top tens they are eight at the moment i think they've moved up a little bit again since i've last looked at this eighth on eurovision world uh and uh 34 the same equal equal betting as australia on uh sports bet uh, but uh, look, as this, as we said, we're going to make these big calls out there. Uh, they have won it four occasions. The Dutch haven't won it since 1975, so it's been a long time in between. They were, they were the favourite, I think it was 2014. They got third, second that year, and from memory, they were the the heavy favourite that year. I think if that was, of course, Conchita's year. Um, Mm. So, yeah, take out Conchita out of the equation and what a sad world that would be. Um, but they, they could have very much won it that year. Um, they, they had a big period there in the, the noughties where they just did not make the final between 2005 and 2012. Uh, they failed to make it. But, uh, yeah, didn't make it also back in 2015 when we last covered it. They were 11th last year with Dewey Bob. Um, gee, we missed out on covering him. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned Lights and Shadows, um, that's the song, but uh, the the trio, very uh, attractive group of Dutch ladies, uh, their sisters as well, Lisa, Amy and Shelley Vol. Uh, two of them are twins. Okay, I've all of a sudden taken a bit more of a liking to this group. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my God, Ben! That was this isn't fine. Ben, a wife. Uh, the Voice of Holland. They were on that. Uh, great, cool. Um, there we go. Uh, I'll learn how to say their name of their band by uh, Sunday, hopefully. But uh, the Dutch. Thank you, Netherlands. All right, let's move on to um, the last time we talked about this country. It became a bit of a running joke, but uh, let's be honest. They've improved in two years. It's hungry, and uh, it's not boggy. It's not boggy. It's Jockey Papa and uh, Jockey Papa Papai? Oh, Jockey. Uh, Origo is the song. And uh, you want to talk about Unique? This is a bit unique. Let's listen to a little bit of this. (laughs) 
I noticed with this song, Jared, is you know, it took like Boggy 30 years to start the song. She's still waiting to begin the song from 2015. This literally starts straight away. Um, I'm thinking that the Hungarian Foundation for Eurovision listened to our podcast and were like, oh yeah, let's do this. Um, you know, we, we joked on uh, off the podium that Hungarians have no sense of humour. Uh, but this song is awesome. I actually quite like this. Uh, you know, it's into it straight away. There's a good beat. There's there's violin. There's just oh, it's it's a, there's Hungarian rap. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this this song's got it all. I've got it making the final, and this is I I like this song. Yeah, this is one of those songs where if it doesn't make the final, I'm going to be so upset. Um, similar with Montenegro because that's clearly going to happen. Uh, but yeah, one of my favourites. Um, it's great that it's in a different language. Um, yeah, it's still interesting and catchy. Um, and I hope that it makes it through the final. I've said that it will make it through. Alrighty, good. Uh, Hungary have never won uh, Eurovision. Sadly, their highest place was fourth back in 1994. Uh, last year they were 19th. <laughs> I love how they followed up Boggy with Freddie. <laughs> so Boggy and Freddie, probably like hung- Hungary's you know number one celebrity couple or something. I don't know. Um, now a bit on bit on Jockey. Jockey's got the he's got the goatee beard. He's got the like the mo- the mohawk. Is that what that is? Um, he, I love how they describe as a Hungarian singer, rapper, and guitarist of Romani descent. It's a bit of an eclectic group there. Um, and yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, now this song actually, again, middle of the road for the Hungarian 17th on Eurovision world. And it is currently $101 to win on sports bet, but, uh, let's hope this does well. It made it to number two on the Hungarian charts. That's got to mean something. So yeah, let's look, come on hungry, prove that you've got a sense of humor by, having this song i don't where, where did that even come from that hungarians don't have a sense i've never met a or have i met a hungarian i've met a half hungarian once but um, was he half funny <laughs> <laughs> wow um yeah possibly i i don't remember them too well but <laughs> i think they were half slovenian half hungarian slovakian actually not slovenian the other this yeah anyway let's move on uh let's go to the second australian entry in 2017 uh it's denmark uh anna nielsen and where i am or she's just going by anya Ooh, they're gonna be one worded uh, let's let's hear the, the danes for 2017 Now, to back this up, uh, we should mention that Anya is Australian. So, she won well, She won The Voice, I think it was, wasn't it, uh, a couple of years ago. So, again, she clearly won a, yep. a talent contest. Um, but she's a, she's a dual citizen, so she's, she's Danish and Australian. Uh, and for some reason, that allows her to enter uh, Eurovision for Denmark. Uh, I This song is just average. I mean, it's, it's okay again. It's just there's nothing... It's just one of these ones that kind of blend in with each other. But 
I like it better than the Australian entry. Can we can we have this song instead of Isaiah, please? Um, so, yeah, I've got it making the final. Uh, but yeah, I, I I would gladly take this song instead of our our own entry. Yeah, this is clearly the better uh, Australian entry. And uh, knowing Aussies, if we do win, we will claim this. Um, no matter where it finishes, we'll probably claim it because I think it's guaranteed to make the final. I think it's a really strong song. I think that. The live performance will probably be even better, uh, and I reckon that it will finish top five. Top five? Wow, okay, there you go. Uh, it's 10th on Eurovision World, um, and it is $51 on Sportsbet. Uh, I mean, look, I, I sort of actually loosely heard of her. I remember when I kind of heard this been announced, and, I mean, again, I don't watch any of these singing talent shows, so, I, you know, the voice, I think, is kind of the, the running joke of Australia that it's really high ratings, but none of the singers do anything uh, in Australia. Um, but, uh, yeah, of course, they won it only a few years ago, 2013, the Danes, the, the, we already mentioned, Amelia DeForest and Only Teardrops. Uh, they've won it two other times previously to that, the Olsen Brothers in 2000, and uh, Greth and Jorgen Igman in 1963. Uh, and even, you know, we have a bit of a connection to the Danes, obviously, Princess Mary, Tasmanian connection there. But uh, having said that, with the Danes, they haven't made the last two finals, so... Uh, they haven't actually been in a final since they hosted it in 2014, which I guess really, you know, was a given. So technically, the last time they made the final on their own accord, they won it. So, you know, could bode well for uh, for Anya there. But yeah, I definitely see if she wins it, the headlines will be Australia won Eurovision, sort of. So, yeah. They'd be like the New Zealand of Eurovision that we always claim their own. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Ireland. Obviously, the perennial champions, the uh, most successful nation when it comes to Eurovision. But uh, I kind of feel that they're on a similar page to the Brits, uh, that they generally are producing pretty shit songs recently. Um, let's hear a bit of a clip of Dying to Try by Brendan Murray. And can I just point out... Uh, to sound completely horrible, what you are about to hear is a man singing. But I'm dying to try. I'm dying to try. I'll keep you safe in my arms, build a bridge to your heart every day. That is right. <laughs> That's a really horrible thing to say, but I honestly heard this song and I straight away thought it was a woman. But uh, yeah, they're no, she's, he, <laughs> I just said she, he is no Jedwood. Let's just put it out there. Um, and no dust in the turkey. This song is just boring. I don't, I'm not a fan. Ireland, like, come on, you're better than this. Ireland, um, put in the, put in the cause. Are they still a thing? You too. Like, you know, Sinead O'Connor. What's going on with your great Irish music? Uh, yeah, they're not making the final on me, Ireland. I uh, don't know what you've got to add on on Mr. Mr. Murray. Mrs. Mr. Whatever. Yeah, I agree. I haven't actually... I have Ireland in a dash, and I didn't actually bother to write anything because I don't think I can form an opinion on the song. Um, it's just... It's just nothing. I don't know. Um, I would have rather them send Jedward back again. <laughs> Why not? We all would. Uh, it wouldn't bother me if they put Jedward in every year. <laughs> 
may as well. They'll, they'll do better than the people they're sending lately. I think, yeah, that they're going to miss the final yet again. Yeah, well, it's interesting looking at the betting odds. I mean, they're quite high up, 18th on Eurovision World. Why? Uh, and $67 to one on, on uh, Sportsbet. Why? Um, they haven't made the final in the last three years, Irish. Uh, the last time they did make the final, they were dead last. And before that was two years of Jedwood. Uh, so it's... Yeah, and again, one of my favourite all-time uh, songs in the history of Eurovision, Dustin the Turkey, uh, 2008. I mean, it did make the final, but I mean, let's be honest, you're always going to remember the puppet turkey that entered Eurovision. They are the most successful nation in Eurovision history. They have won it seven times. Uh, so, you know, they've got that history behind them, the Irish. But I think just... Uh, Brendan Murray, um, he's a founding member of an Irish boy band called Hometown. Oh, what a great boy band they are that we've never heard of. And Dying to Try has not charted anywhere. He's, I mean, he's he's kind of like a pretty boy, but he's like a, he's like a pretty boy that I don't want to punch because he just doesn't look like a boy. Um, <laughs> that's, I've got to stop. Just shut me up, Jared. Seriously, this is not right. Um, okay, let's... All right, this is, I'm, I'm excited for this one because this is, this is my... Um, I always feel terrible for this country because they've just got such a bad history in this competition. But they also... I have a bit of a soft spot in my heart for them. It's San Marino, Spirit of the Night by Valentino Moneta and Jimmy Wilson. Try listening to this and not liking this song. Together we can make it through the night. It's the spirit of the night, spirit of the night, burning less and lambos. I just, I like it. It's cute. Like it's like a man and a woman talking to each other. It's, it's nice. It's upbeat. It's, it gets in your head. I've got it in my head right now, and I just heard a snippet of it. Like, I really like this song, and I am, I'm going out on a massive limb here, and this is the biggest limb I've ever been on in my entire life. Not just because I'm a large person, but also because this is. By far, with the betting odds, the least favourite to win this competition. $501 on Sportsbet. It is dead last on EurovisionWorld.com. And again, the history of San Marino in the Eurovision Song Contest is they have competed since 2008, uh, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, all those years, and only ever made the finals once, where they basically finished last. I'm saying it, Jared. Um, This is my big call. I'm saying they're going to make the final even though that's really not going to happen. But this song, how can you not like this song? I mean, the, the best thing about this is that Valentina is back. Um, <laughs> so it's, her, it's her fourth Eurovision. I like to think that every year in San Marino, they give Valentina a call and say, are you, are you up for competing this year? Um, and then if she says no, they go to the two other options on their list of, of residents. Um, I mean, she's, she's, she's an icon. Eurovision tragic... Um, um, she's made the final once. Well, she is uh, the only one who's made I the final hope... for them, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of hope that San Marino never makes the final again, so she'll just retain that title by herself. Um, it's an it's an interesting one. I don't think um, it will make the final. Oh, it's um, breaking but... my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Valentine. Tina can, can tell Jimmy what making the final feels like um, when they're headed home on the plane. I love the fact that her song that made it in 2014 was called Maybe. Like, that was just them like, maybe we'll make it this year. But I'm so sad that their song in 2012, in Valentina's very first year, 
called the Social Network Song <laughs> did not make the final. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. Poor little San Marino. I mean, they've got to be, what, the, the smallest nation represented in this every year. So good on them for trying. Plucky little San Marino. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, they're probably only got, as you just said, like two singers in the entire nation. So <laughs> it's kind of... Oh, we shouldn't laugh. I, I really hope this makes it. Uh, the song, um, I'm looking here, uh, they've got a track listing. You can get the radio version, the ESC version, the club version, or the karaoke version. Oh, I definitely want that. Um, yeah, Val- what, a, what a legend. Better than Jedwood. Let's say it there. You know, good on you, Valentina. Let's, oh, she looks a lot younger than she is. <laughs> so... Whatever she's drinking there in San Marino, it's working for her. Good on you. Uh, and Jimmy Wilson, um, can we just point out, not actually from San Marino. He's actually from the USA. So, <laughs> is, um, is this makes him the very first American to perform in Eurovision. I mean, Celine Dion was Canadian, so kind of, I don't know. Somebody can fact check that with me. Uh, but he actually played Barack Obama. In the German musical Hope, Das Obama Musical. (laughs) 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 Oh, I need to see that. (laughs) Oh, how could you not love San Marino now even more? (laughs) And somebody, please, from Australia, can we get the rights to Hope, Das Obama Musical? (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, and actually, in all seriousness, outside of that, uh, we're spending way too long in San Marino, but I don't care. They, they won't get much time this week. Um, he studied acting in Hollywood and acted in a musical called Sisterella that was produced by Michael Jackson. So, look, you know, bringing in a bit of the Jacko and Barack Obama vibes. So, why not, San Marino? Why not? Um, all right, let's, uh, let's get a bit more serious right now, apparently. Um, when I think serious, I automatically think of... Croatia. Uh, <laughs> now, this song, I don't even know what to think about this song. It's called My Friend, and it's by Jacques Hudek. Let's hear a little bit of the Jacques mobile right now. After the rain, This is one of the most... I've written here. I've written more on this one. I think I've written on any other song. I've written talking, lame, boring, boy band, opera, what? Sudden, all over the shop. Like, literally out of nowhere, there's opera in this song. Um, So, I don't know what to think of this song at all, Jared. I've got it missing the final, but I kind of feel I don't want it to miss the final because this is that real her song. Yeah, it's definitely a a conundrum. This is the one that... Um, I was switching back and forth with uh, Serbia and, and eventually decided that it wouldn't make it through. The thing I love about this is just in the video clip, every time he sings opera, he's wearing glasses. But when he's not singing opera, then he, he has to take the glasses off. Like somehow seeing opera 
opera affects his eyesight or he's trying to look more distinguished when he's seeing opera. So I'm hoping that that transforms over to, to the live version on the stage and we have him putting glasses on and removing them throughout the performance because I think that's what he needs to do to make it through. Just looking at him, he looks like an opera singer. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he... I mean, he's obviously quite popular in Croatia because he's released a lot of albums. Like, wow, a heap of albums. Um, so he's obviously very popular in his age. And this is the first time we've got to talk about Croatia because when we did this in 2015, they weren't in the competition. They, they took a couple of years off in 2014 and 2015. So they were 23rd last year. Uh, and before that, they had uh, only made a couple of finals in the sort of the decade, their highest ever placing uh, fourth in 96 and 99. So uh, there you go. Um, but uh, we'll keep an eye on them. Uh, in terms of the betting for Croatia, sort of middle to the bottom, 25th uh, on Eurovision World, and on the sports bet odds, they're sitting pretty at $151. Not really that pretty, but hey. Cool. Uh, if you have ever want to hear a Croatian man go from boy band to opera, then you will get your dream this week. Uh, okay, Norway, Norway, Norway. Let's hear a bit of their track. It is called Grab the Moment by Joust, or it's in capitals, J-O-W-S-T. I'm guessing that's Joust. Um, and, uh, look, if you've ever wanted to hear a bit of, uh, Edge, a Norwegian Ed Sheeran rapping, then this is what you're about to hear. Let's listen to a bit of this. I'm gonna kill that voice in my head. I don't care about falling. I'm gonna grab the moment. Um, it's catchy. It's very Eurovision-y. Uh, I sadly don't have it making the final, although it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Uh, but yeah, this is this is Ed Sheeran vibes I got straight away. I don't know about you, but yeah, this, this is a decent song. Yeah, I think this is a good one. I think that um, there's a couple of things about it that are interesting. The fact that his backup performers playing the synth or, or, or something or other, I don't know what they're actually doing. Um, one of them is wearing this weird kind of cross between a Colland edition and a welding mask um, <laughs> in typical Eurovision fashion, as you do. Um, but the thing about this is just that the main singer has these weird, off-putting dead fish hand movements. Um, <laughs> it's just really weird, and I feel like somebody should tell him not to do it, and he's <laughs> there in his movies, his hands are about like a puppet. Um <laughs> A little bit Thunderbirds. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Something something to keep an eye out for. I think that um, despite that, it will make it through to the final. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it's currently sitting at one hundred fifty-one dollars. It seems to be a few on one hundred fifty-one dollars there on Sportsbet, uh, and on our friends at EurovisionWorld.com, they're at twenty-fourth. Uh, the songies, at least. Um, yeah, they've won it a few times, the Norwegians. Uh, three, to be precise, of course. Most recently, 2009, we remember uh, Alexander Ryback and Fairy Tale. That song will be stuck in your head as soon as you start thinking about what that song was. Um, didn't make the final last year, sadly, the Norwegians. First time in a while they hadn't made it. Um, and their most recently high finishing, if you take out 2009, uh, they were fourth in 2013 and uh, dead last in 2012. Um, so... That's Norway. Um, and when it comes to uh, Joust, yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about him. He's been around a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, cool. All right, there you go. That's uh, Joust Norway. Uh, alrighty, let's go now to our final few. Uh, let's go to our Swiss entry, Switzerland. And uh, the song this year is called Apollo. It is by Timabel. Timbel? Timabel? Uh, we'll go with Timbel. Why not? It sounds a little bit better than that. Um, let's hear a bit of this one. No, I will never let you go. This to me is very Swiss. It's just there. Um, it's just nothing over the top, nothing terrible. Got a bit of an Ariana Grande vibe to it. Don't know again if you picked on that, but um, uh, yeah, I've just literally written average and neutral, just exactly what you would expect from Switzerland. So um, yeah, I don't have them making the final, sadly. Yeah, I thought this was slightly better than average. I think it will stand out just because it's a bit more upbeat. Um, and I've said that it will make it through, but I think that's just me hoping that something a little bit more interesting will kind of break up the final. <laughs> well, uh, the odds for the Swiss are currently sitting not brilliantly 33rd, Eurovision World and Sportsbet. Uh, they have got it at $301, so, yeah, not looking too high for them. They've missed the last two finals, the Swiss, uh, and they've won it twice, uh, 1956, uh, with Lis Asia, who entered four years in a row for the Swiss and finished second, first, eighth, and second. Uh, but, of course, I guess most people would remember Switzerland winning in 1988 with the one, the only Celine Dion winning back in 1988. So, uh, there you go. They haven't really done a whole lot since Celine entered for them. Bring back Celine! Why not? Uh, you know, she's a bigger star now than she was 30 years ago. So, uh, the Canadians might let you borrow against Switzerland. Go for it. Um, Tim Bell, um, it's a band, apparently. There you go. There's six of them. Goodness! Uh, <laughs> Goes to show when I research this a lot. Um, yeah, that's about all I can say about them. They look a happy bunch of people. Um, yeah, good on you, Switzerland, for being around. Uh, all right, let's go to Belarus. Uh, story of my life, Naviband. It's a song not in English. It's in Belarusian. Let's hear a snippet of our Belarusian friends. This, this to me, straight away, screams out Paramore. Hayley Williams. My goodness, this woman sounds like her. Uh, it's catchy. I don't mind it. It's okay. It's, again, very Swiss. It's just there. Um, I, you know, don't hate it. Don't don't love it. Um, sadly got them missing the final, but, again, wouldn't surprise me if they did make it. Um, but, yeah, it's, I just get those Paramore vibes. I'm like, this must be what Paramore would sound like if they were singing in Belarusian. Exactly. I think... Um, it stands out in that it's different from the other entries, but I don't know if it stands out enough, and I don't think it will make it through. 
So that is that is two of us who are saying sadly for the Belarusians will not make it through. If you go to Eurovision World, they also probably won't make it through. 34th, they are sitting there and uh, Sportsbet have them sitting at uh, somewhere along here. $251, Ben, thank you very much. Belarus have never won Eurovision. Six in 2007 is their best result. They've failed to qualify for the last two finals. As a matter of fact, they've only actually ever made four finals since 2004. So they're very hit and miss in terms of whether or not they make it or not uh now the song i'm not even going to try and pronounce that in belarusian because that's what its proper name is but the uh the band navi it's a belarusian indie pop band there you go <laughs> indie pop music from belarus always wanted to hear that haven't you um and they look like a happy bunch of people he's got a bit of the red foo hair going on there the guy in the band um and she's got a bit of she kind of looks like Danny Minogue with a hat on. So, um, <laughs> if you ever wonder what Danny Minogue looks like with a hat on, um, watch Navi Band coming soon to Eurovision. Uh, all right, four more to go, people. Then we'll be out of your ears. You missed us, didn't you? Uh, Bulgaria. This is this is one of the favourites, actually, Bulgaria. Uh, they're, they're well entrenched in the top five. Uh, the song is called Beautiful Mess. The artist is Christian Kostov. Let's hear how Bulgaria sound in 2017. And we don't have a thing to lose No matter what they say or do I don't want nothing more Our love is untouchable uh, Yeah, this one's a, a decent song. Not really. Uh, <laughs> I've written here, it's a bit boring. It actually reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, what I remember of the Ukraine song that won last year. So, um, having said that, hey, it could win. Again, It's as I said, it's very much in the top four favourites to win this competition. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I've got it making the final, uh, but I am not a fan of this song. I don't mind it, actually. I think this is one of the better songs um, in the competition. I think that it will do well. I think Bulgaria has kind of been going better i think i voted for them last year actually so i think that yeah it'll make the final easily um and i expect it to finish probably top 10 just to uh, double check my notes here to be completely unprofessional did you say belarus were going to make it or not make it i have not marked you down here for that jared <laughs> not make it not make it right good we're very professional here on euros vision uh anyway back to bulgaria yes fourth favorite uh they're currently sitting uh, yeah, fourth on Eurovision World, and they are at third on Sportsbet, equal third actually with Sweden, $11 there. Uh, so again, good bit of money there if you want to take one outside of the Italians. Uh, looking at Christian, um, he was a finalist in The Voice Kids, Russia, uh, as well as runner-up on the fourth season of X Factor Bulgaria. Um, and, you know, he's he's only 17, we should point that out, uh, so he's, he's a young kid, uh, so he could get the votes there from, um, you know, people looking at him, oh, he's young, he's cute, sure. Um, they've never won Bulgaria, their best finish was last year, where they finished fourth, um, and before that, they didn't compete in 2014-15, so again, first time we've got a chance to speak about Bulgaria, and before 2014, they never qualified except for 2007, so they've actually only ever made the finals twice, and in both years they made the finals, in 2007-2016, they finished fourth and fifth, 
So when they make the finals, they do pretty well. They don't make the finals. Well, they don't do well because they didn't make the finals. Uh, so, yeah, that's Bulgaria. A bit of a smoky. Keep an eye out for them. Uh, and it was went to the uh, very high top of 457 on the Russian charts. Uh, I really want to know where the Russian charts ends. <laughs> like, is that the thing on your resume? I made it to 1,612 on the Russian charts. Um, good on you if you did. All right. Uh, Lithuania time. Uh, we love the Lithuanians. Of course we do. Why wouldn't we? Um, the song is called Reign of Revolution, and the, the artist involved is called Fuzedmark. Yes, that's their name. Uh, let's hear from the Lithuanian entry of Eurovision 2017. I like the song. I, it's catchy. I just find the singer's a bad singer, and that kind of ruins it for me. So it's interesting. I feel if you get a better singer, it's going to be a better song, but sadly you can't do that now because it's a little bit late. Um, yeah, I've got them missing the final. I don't think Lithuania will make it through this year, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of a what-could-have-been song to me. Yeah, for this one I've just written down um, their lyrics, which pretty much go, yeah, 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 yeah. Rinse and repeat over and over. Um, th- the thing that stood out to me was that in the in their official video that they submitted, which I'm assuming is from their national selection, I don't know if there's a rule in Lithuania that if you're in a crowd, you can't clap or interact or look like you're having fun. <laughs> but the crowd it looks so disinterested. They don't do anything. They just sit there with glum looks on their faces. And then evidently they voted for, for this to make it through. So maybe this was... Was um, the best of a bad lot in the Lithuanian national selection. I'm literally looking at the cover for their CD or whatever it is. They look so bored on the cover of this. <laughs> Maybe we need to take back what we said about the Hungarians. Maybe it's the Lithuanians who have no sense of humour. <laughs> just, just this photo of these two. Like, if you're listening at home, look up Raider Revolution by Fuzidmark on Wikipedia to Facially, that's probably the happiest Lithuanians have ever been. All right, Hungarian jokes dead now. It's Lithuanians that are that have got no sense of humour. Um, it's really funny, uh, but yeah, they've never won Eurovision because their crowd just doesn't get involved. Imagine if they hosted it then next year, like no one would be cheering. Uh, they finished in sixth in two thousand and six. Uh, with the aptly titled song "We Are the Winners" by LT United, tickets on yourself there, <laughs> Lithuania. You failed. That, maybe that's why they're so sad because they were so confident with their song "We Are the Winners" that they would win. That they come home six and they're like, "You'll disappoint Lithuania. Everyone must be sad from now on." <laughs> yeah, they they can never get their hopes up ever again. Well, actually, you look at all their titles of their song. Last year they finished ninth with the song "I've Been Waiting for This Night." Uh, so like, they're just they're going through with these tracks where they're just basically trying to get the you know attention. Um, yeah, cool. The the happy pairing of Fustemark. They are um, an electronic band lead vocalist. Uh, here we go. He's a he's a good name for me to pronounce. Victoria Ivanovskaya and multi instrumentalist Denisas Zujevas. And, oh, hang on, there's one more. Visual designer, Stasis Zakas. 
because <laughs> every band needs a, a you know a visual designer um yeah they're, they're right down the bottom they're 38th uh in terms of eurovision world and uh odds to win 251 to yeah so we're both uh did you, you've got them missing did you say that Okay, cool. All right, just wanted to double-check my notes. We've got two more to go, folks. We're nearly done. Let's go to Estonia. Uh, what a great country Estonia is. Uh, they are brilliant. Uh, this song is called Verona. It is by Kut Tum and Laura, and the song goes like this. We Yeah, it's decent. It's it's catchy. Uh, it's got a you know good sound to it. I've written here it's a bit too moany, um, <laughs> just for my liking. Having said that, I've got them making the final. Um, I don't know how much they'll go on after that, but um, yeah, it's it's an okay song. Mm, I'm a big fan of um, the duets in Eurovision, uh, and although this. This isn't one of my favourites. Just the fact that it's a duet, I think it would do well. It is. It's no um, Alina and Stig. Goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> Smile to the dog on the way out the door. Um, but I mean, you you, you can't uh, always have that lyrical genius there. So I think this will um, scrape through to the final. I think it's a little bit touch and go. It'll be hit and miss. The Estonians missed out last year, seventh in 2015. Missed out in 2014 in terms of missing out in the final, I should say, not uh, the entire competition. Won it back in 2001, of course, with uh, Tanel Padar and Dave Benton and 2XL. There's everyone there. Uh, the song was called Everybody. That's why there were so many of them. Uh, I think they nearly won back to back. They got third in their home year in 2002. But uh, yeah, since then, haven't really done too well, uh, as I mentioned. Um, now, Coot. Uh, one half of it. He's also a bit of a musical actor, Jared. There you go. Um, he uh, is 38, so one of the older people in uh, this year's competition, active in musical theatre. Uh, and he's got, he's got two daughters. Um, there you go. And his uncle, he's an interesting fact, Indrek Tum was the Prime Minister of Estonia between 1988 and 1990. So uh, that's mm. pretty cool. There you go. A Big, big political family there in Estonia. Uh, and Laura, the other half, Laura Poldevere, um, professionally known simply as Laura, uh, she actually represented Estonia in 2005 as part of the girl group Sun Tribe. Uh, and if I quickly look at how they went in 2005, Jared, I can tell you that they did not do brilliantly. Uh, they, as a matter of fact, did not make... The final, did they? Um, what am I looking at? I don't even know what I'm looking at here, Jared. Uh, anyway, let's just, she competed, all right? That's just all I can say. So she's another returning uh, artist to the competition. Uh, so uh, did you say they were making it? Again, I'm not listening to you, clearly. Uh, yep. Okay, 
Cool. All right. We have uh, one last act. And uh, look, <laughs> one of our favorite uh, countries from a couple of years ago, let's be honest, our favorite country from a couple of years ago, uh, we saved them to last. And uh, thank God for Israel, because Israel always bring it. Israel always come alive, and they've done it again. I Feel Alive is a song. It's by Imri, I-M-R-I. Let's hear a bit of this track. Breaking me to pieces, I wanted you to know that every piece broke from you. Breaking me to pieces, cause every time... Look, I just have to say, it's no Golden Boy, but they're trying to be Golden Boy. They're trying to be Nadav again. It's great. I love it. I think I've listened to this the most out of all the songs so far, uh, out of all these ones. Uh, I've got them making the final just because I'm biased towards Israel. Um, But this is awesome. I love this song, Jared. Yeah, this is a good song. I think it will stand out. This was another one of the ones that I kind of had on the cusp of making it or not. And then in the end, I did switch it out um, with Romania. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just going to miss out. You think it's going to miss out? All right, okay. Oh, well, look, this is one I hope you're wrong. Uh, yeah, look, it could miss out, though, because it's, it's fairly lowish on the pile. It's 26 on Eurovision World uh, and on Sportsbed. It's currently at $151. Uh, Imri Ziv is uh, Imri's full name. Uh, I've just known he capitalizes his name when he's become the singer. He's also a voice actor. Uh, so cool. Uh, good for him. This song went to number six on the Israel charts, uh, which is great. Uh, it's not number five, but it's better than number seven. Uh, and of course, uh, Israel have won these three times in a row, back to back in 78 and 79. And uh, of course, famously, most recently, a lot of people remember Dana International with Diva back in 1998, a very well-known popular song in the history of Eurovision. Uh, again, still, uh, let's just put it, hashtag Golden Boy Was Robbed. 2015, uh, still a song to this day I listen to. Finished ninth, you got top ten, Nadav, why not? Um, but, uh, yeah, look, they'll, they'll try their best here, Will, uh, Imri. But, um, yeah, I, I just hope that they can bring home those Golden Boy vibes. So there we go. That's uh, that's semi-final number two done. And um, just uh, looking at uh, that list there. So, Jared, you have got uh, quickly here Belarus missing out. You have got Croatia missing out. You have got... Uh, these are really in a bad order here. You've got eight people missing out. We'll go over those on the semis. So sort I of don't really have a, a brilliant order here to go. Unless you've got them in front of you there, Jared. You eight for semi-final two that you got missing? Uh, no, no, only the ones making it. That's that's all right. I've, I've got... Uh, who have I got here? Missing out. Uh, Austria, Belarus, Croatia, Ireland, Lithuania, Malta, Switzerland, and Serbia. So uh, there we go, people. That's Eurovision 2017, at least uh, previewing it. We've gone a lot longer, I feel, in this episode than we thought we would, but we had, we had about 40-odd songs to cover, and we've had to play snippets from them as well. But uh, we're going to be coming your way, I feel, I think, Friday at this stage to go over the two semis. We'll basically just take that episode as a prediction episode, so we don't need to go over everything. We'll just have a little bit of look back on the semis. And from that point on, we will rank the 26 songs that are in the final in order to see who gets the closest. And, of course, we'll be back in about a week's time to go over the final, go over the results, see who was right, who was wrong, 
and uh, look forward to next year when uh, we are performing in San Marino for the 2018 Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest. We can dream. I don't know how they would handle it. Maybe that's why they put shit entries in, because they just can't afford to host it. So they're just like, oh, we'll try. Um, so <laughs> perhaps that's how it goes. Jared, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we could do this. I, I know you're very much a happy man considering we've had that year off. You've been counting down the days since the end of 2015 till we did this again. It's only taken us an extra year, but hey, we're back and it's good to have you back here. Yeah, it was fun to be back. It's it's made a blah year seem, uh, seem a lot more... <laughs> exciting so i'm looking forward to those uh, 5 a.m wake up calls don't we always uh check us out we're on uh we're still on itunes eurovision eurovision uh that's you can look for eurovision but you'll probably find something different eurovision is the name of the podcast we're on facebook twitter everything else uh we've been very inactive for some time but we're back here for these three episode specials and uh tweet us your thoughts uh facebook us your thoughts let us know your picks your predictions Catherine. i'm sure you're listening to this you'll let us know and uh, while you're also on iTunes, uh, wherever you listen to this, why not rate us, leave us feedback. We uh, we could use an ego boost because we are lonely. Well, at least I am. I can't speak for Jared, but anyway. Uh, it makes me sleep better at night, people, just to see that, you know, there's a few stars next to our name on here on iTunes. But we'll be back, as I said, end of the week to recap the semis and then look ahead to the final. And uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you for being patient with us while we're back. And uh, good night from Europe. We're not there, but cool. Let's get out of here. Thanks for listening to Eurovision. Yeah.